I need a pillow. I'm trying to figure out why my Facebook Live isn't going because that's the uh you're in the show. Well, yeah, welcome, welcome. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to make sure we were live. What's up, everybody? You are tuned in to <laughs> another episode of Access Granite. Your boy, Mr. Antoine, is in the building. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. And as y'all can see. Desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> I love you forever and always. My sister, I have my sister and my original co-host of Access Granted the Parts Dream. Nina, the original freaking party girl is in Yay! the room. What's going on? Oh, you make the facts. Okay, bro. Okay. Nina! And she has on her Access Granted t-shirt and her Access Granted chain. We, we're like Jay-Z and Beyonce right now. What's that? The hottest chick in the game. Hottest What's going on, sis? You know um, As we have been for well, I guess I benefited from the fact that there is no decompression session tonight. And so you are free on a Monday night. I had an amazing time. I had an amazing time at your event the other night. Yes. Um, and I want you to talk a little bit about what you're doing with your timbers situation because I always got to plug. I always got to promote and, and put it out there. That's what you get for making me wait to gym. So <laughs> see how the universe moves all that around. Exactly. So exactly. I'm right up front where I wanted to be originally. Hi, I'm Nina. The original party girl on Baltimore's exclusive celebration celebration technician, technician. <laughs> celebration technician exclusive. Pay attention to that right. word too. Um, I've known Twan for at least seven, eight years now. Um, he's my radio poppy. He's my mentor in producing as well as being a disc jockey, DJ type radio personality. So I owe my whole career to him in the beginning, just to bring some people up to speed that may not know who I am. And from my radio, I went to his radio and we just go back and forth on each other's show. One uh, time no, you, were, you were on my radio first, technically. I guess. On your, yes, I was on your radio platform first. Yeah. And then he noticed that spark in me. And he said, you need to be doing this full time. And I was like, you need to be minding your business. But... <laughs> The way it worked out, he was right. He saw the talent, and he um motivated and encouraged me and planted little seeds, and now I have a big voice in a big world out there. So I owe that all to you, Radio Poppy. 
and and I regurgitate the love and support back to you as always. Um, yeah, man, I don't know why it feels like we've been joined at the hip since <laughs> since, since the I day started. Day. And like, that's literally. I already am a party. Then I have a party business. So with my things, everything that I do is related to some sort of celebration. So if you're an organization with the purpose, but you need to put a party with it, like I start from there, but it goes corporate, community, and private affairs. So currently I am, for the last, before COVID years, I work for area nightclubs and area local promoters. Well, local and beyond. So if a DJ wants to give a party, he hit me up and I provide some services during the event. So Twan and I were at the decompression session, which is a whole, you talk about party with a purpose. It's a, a moving mission statement to aid those with mental challenges, a way to release in a party atmosphere with music that's being played to literally soothe your soul. You with me so far, Twan and his friends? You're actually schooling me because I didn't know that that was the meaning behind decompression. That session. is the whole reason for that party. And that's why it's accelerating so fast because you don't see a party that does that. So we've identified what the niche is. So Herb's idea, that's the partner owner of the whole decompression session movement, Shut was up. to... Nina, Nina, oh boy. I'm here, I'm here. Can okay, yeah, me? we're back. Yeah, yes. we're back, we're back. So Say that last part again. Herb was the owner. Hello? Of... Yeah, I hear uh, you. Herb was the owner of. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, nod your head, blink your eyes. Are you all right? <laughs> um, of the decompression movement, um, okay, has um, he has depression and anxiety, and as a man, that's not uh, a conversation that you right. hear men say out loud, right? Absolutely. So he, because he's in love with music, he is music. He provides. He gets healing from him, you know, playing the music. So then people got on board. He starts sharing his stories, encouraging other people to say, hey, it's okay not to be okay. You know, that's one of their things. Like say it out loud and let's deal with it. So through the party, we've attached other things um, to help you with de-stressing from regular life. So at one time I had the lady with the hula hoop, she came. So we learned how to hula hoop while the music's playing. Um, we have the one minute per minute massage girl. We had a licensed therapist. So we're trying to add on physical things that support mental well-being. So that's the hottest thing I got my, my on my plate right now. Right now, a lot's going on with that. We just changed right. locations. I totally have to get Herb on the show just for that reason alone. I did you not do. know that. You okay. do. You do. That's his thing. I'm a man and I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling. And he encouraged that. And from that, now we're here and we're still growing. We're not even here yet. So we just made the announcement that we're no longer going to be on Mondays. I saw where that. We were Mondays. Mondays was a conflict. Like when you decompress, which day are you decompress? Is it Monday from the weekend or Monday because I got to head into the week? Mine's is more Friday. Because I got through the week. So that was a conflict. 
So we not only are they not in the same space, they're not on the same day. So that's a big change. So we got all of that. If you want to join our page, please hit me up. I invite you to the page in which we share mental health and wellness tips, funny things, just life stuff. Because life is hard, you know? We get it. We get it. Like, when I was little and I was, like, looking at my mother behind her back, like, I can't wait to be a grown-up. Now. And then you became a (laughs) grown-up. And then you became a grown-up and all of that was like, what the? I can't find my receipt for childhood, so I can't take it back. So we have a request that you post your information, post your page oh, information. Yeah. yeah, 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 most definitely. You, and I thank you, you for your support in advance. If, nice. if you just say that information now, I will have that in a banner going across the bottom of the screen. Um, on Facebook, I am Nina, N-I-N-A, last name Party Girl, one word. Gotcha. And then if you hit me up there, I can invite you to the decompression stuff. We leave it private because we're talking about people's feelings. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotcha. So from that, but well, from before that, what you all didn't know is like I do parties everywhere, people's houses all over, events, halls, all of this stuff. Now my dream is coming true with I wanted a space where people would come to me. So I'm now featured at Tambor's restaurant. Tambor's really nice place. St. Paul Street. So really I am nice responsible. Hmm? Really nice space. Really nice space. So I'm responsible for booking any event that happens on their new second floor. I am the executive director of celebration and events for them. They've been there 30 years historically. And adding me as an a la carte item just made their whole situation go up, upgrade tremendously. So check me out. If you got a celebration, you need to get something done. I'm not doing the halls anymore. I'm a licensed wedding officiant, and I'm waiting for your call. <laughs> I was going to go there. I was going to go there. <laughs> and I'm waiting for all of your calls. Now I could marry you in my space. You see that? Wow. Yeah. You know how you always add yeah. jobs on for me? Yeah. Now I can bring you your, your yeah. intimate celebration right here up here with me. Damn. Yeah. I love all over. Yeah. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna change the vibe for a second, and you're probably not gonna like where I'm going, but it's my show, so I'm gonna go there. Okay, um, so because of certain people that were in the house the other night at your event, mm-hmm. um, DJ Casper Bernstein, DJ Cell, mm-hmm. um, that would be an amazing location for a reunion, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, they can call me up and arrange that. And, and I've been tasked. No, let me know. I'm going to go one step further because I've been tasked with connecting the dots to make that happen. And so you and I will be talking in the future because we need you on board. We need you on board. Yeah. How's that weather in Toronto? I'm supposed to be in Buffalo, New York this Friday for real. I love how you're changing the subject. <laughs> I love how you're changing the subject right now. Um, you know, some some stuff just has to happen organically. And um, even if it's only one, we we need well, like I'm a business-minded person. If we're talking yeah, to business, absolutely. I know how to have that kind of conversation, a business absolutely. conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. no, I was with T Money last week. I know. I know that's what's my yeah. baby. I see sell all the time. It's it's not us, you know. I know. 
That's what you get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, real quick, man, before we get into the show, um, shout out to my sister, my my regular co-host, um, Alenia Renee. Uh, she actually isn't here today, and she won't be here next week because she just started a new job, and her people act like they don't know what access grant it is and what right. time we. That's what it is. They don't know what it is. But I'm gonna have to put out some phone calls, you know, because I can't keep I can't keep I mean I, I have a list of people that I feel like I can call upon to be co-hosts because I hate doing the show by myself. Anybody that knows me knows that. But um, you know, she has a new job and and who am I to step on, you know, and be like, you know, because I don't pay her enough. Get your money, sis, because I know yeah. what he pays. Yeah, Get absolutely. your money. Absolutely, absolutely. But right. I definitely want to. Yo, what is going on with my rug? Okay. I would like to salute myself for being at your show on time, promptly. Ah. I'm not. Yo, the there were times when you were a co-host on the show and wasn't on time. So the fact that you are on time today on short notice. Yes, I love you. Same love day you. notice. I'm yes. not in the car. I got on my uniform. <laughs> I look. I made a sign. So I could be professional. Can you see the sign? What? No. What does the sign say? Access granted remote. <laughs> so I am all on board with your good internet, great lighting. Like I did it for you, Poppy. I did. It. <laughs> I appreciate and I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, shout out to my man Jay Treese. Hey, bro, I, I will be getting with you soon, bro, because I need you uh, to do that segment that I was talking to you about. And my girl Esther, Esther Jones. What's going That's on? Another former ghost. Hey. Another former hey. host, uh, but I said host, another former guest of Access Granite. Um, she was amazing when she was on here too. She she does great work. She like if I was an artist, I would get with her right now. But anyway, um let me see. Is there anything that I need to cover before we bring the guest up? Uh when is the next when is the next event, Nina? Out of my arsenal, there's event. Every uh, starting Thursday through Sunday, I'm somewhere. Um, okay. The next decompression session, exclusive. You're really the only person that I've talked to this. And funny, because I put a post out today. about Because people so, oh, what happened to the decompression? What y'all do? You, know? you already know how that's going to be when you say yeah. stuff is changing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, like, hey, this is business. This is how things go. And you need to, if you're expecting to grow, you're going to be doing all kind of change because you have to accommodate for the growth. So this is not the last time we're going to move a party because we're going to be so busy, I'm sorry, so big that we won't fit in that space either. So we're going to need another space. Uh, we're growing. And I will totally take that space <laughs> over when you, when you leave it. So yes, just uh, look at her Facebook information going across the bottom of the screen. And uh your official celebration technician will let you know when she has everything going on. Shout out to my man, Kobe Jordan. What's up, bro? My, This is my adopted sister that was raised by wolves. Dana Coleman-Reed is in the building. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> but she is also the person behind all of the Access Granite merch that you've been seeing me killing. Oh, nice. So look. Quality this product. This this hoodie right here, no, she didn't do the t-shirt. She she was after t-shirt season. T-shirt. But she just gave me the middle finger. Y'all see that? She gave me the middle finger. Y'all see how she did? But no, we didn't see it. It's in brown. 
but this 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 particular hoodie right here i was actually going to send this to Deion sanders because this is the colorado buffalo you know where he's the head coach now and this is there and when i when she put the logo on i was like yo it's just different so Dion gotta wait until next 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 year so that's exclusive for now this you only have one yeah this so is our banner down the bottom covers up half your shirt i would love to see can you scooch up or yeah do the, yeah that yeah yeah vogue vogue yeah. and it's official when it has the access granite logo on the how can I turn it? on the sleeve as well yeah I'm gonna just get a tattooed on me. Ah, you stupid. <laughs> I don't mess with you. But um, yeah, she's stupid. But um, yeah, so have we covered all things OPG so that we can get into the show? Because I don't have any. I don't think that would be fair because I have information. You know, the celebration okay. positivity, it's just too big for this two minutes you got for me but i appreciate okay. you so, being the exclusive messenger absolutely you know i will always support so if you need to get married nina can marry you if you need a place to host a reception nina can take care of that and i think at some point she will also be able to take care of the divorce proceedings because she's doing <laughs> let's just not get married how about that let's... there's not too many options it's only one get married and stay married no matter what really that's what it is. So you can't go in thinking if this don't work, I'm a, you can't go in like that. But yeah. I also can flip your house. I love doing weddings and oh, people's yes, houses. So yes. I come and I decorate for your wedding in your house. So I'm yeah. really and moving she, towards more intimate affairs. Yeah, and she really turned your your whatever the situation is, wherever you're having your party, she turns it into literally a whole experience. What so. that is. Right, that restaurant Friday was a restaurant before I made it a club. Are you serious? Yeah, it was tables and chairs and stuff in there. I pulled all that stuff out, made the dance floor, put the DJ on the stage. Those yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that part, Josie. So yeah, you did the heck out of that, that because it wasn't even a bar. It wasn't a yeah, bar. You... We had to tell them what to order. We said Hennessy, and they said Hennessy. I'm like, y'all ain't down with Hennessy. You know, so we had to physically literally tell them everything. I need this, this, I need lemons, oranges, I need all this stuff. So it was it was a learning experience. And it yeah, can work. Definitely because there was only one bartender and it could never be a black person event with one bartender. That's he learned that, that day. He learned he that, learned that, that, day. that <laughs> day. He said, I tried yeah. real hard, ma'am. I was like, Oh man. But well, we had a girl in the cut waiting to jump in there, they just wouldn't let us do I it. I told you that I would have jumped in. I could make the basic all like, of your wives. Hennessy. All of your wives could have jumped like, in. Like I could have I could have jumped in and helped. Anything for the cause, you know me. Anything for the cause. Right, I'm, so I'm go be security because people was trying to come in. I wasn't, I wouldn't have been security, but I would have bartended and I would have had a ball back there. Well, I, I have a message, <laughs> one message, and it goes beyond house music. So, in my party travels, I am noticing a culture change in which you know we always keep secrets, we the stuff we don't talk about around other people because we don't want them to know our dirty laundry. But if I didn't care. And, and, and I wasn't me, I wouldn't say anything. And I'm not going to let us go down like that. So I'm seeing, seeing different behavior or accelerated mm, behavior. Mm, like mm, people mm, have all... Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Save that for when you come on the show. 
I know where you're going with that. Save that for when you come on the show. <laughs> Say, I know exactly where you're going. Save that because that's going to get me starting to talk about some other stuff. And I'm not trying to have our guests sit backstage for another 15 to 20 minutes. So, yeah, save that. I know exactly where you're going with that. Exactly. Um, but you got to wait till June. I'm yeah. on in June. I mean, if I'm y'all want to see me sooner than June. Hit Antoine up and make him get me on in the next two months. I mean, sorry if my show was popular and I got right. it. Do your thing, I'm sorry. You know, hey, Bianca, namaste to you as well, sis. Hey, look, um, real quick, um, I did want to say rest in peace to uh, the actor Lance Reddick. He's from here in Baltimore. Uh, he played shoot. Captain, Lieutenant, Major, Colonel. I don't know all of the ranks that he had, but he was on the wire. Um, he was also a great, a great actor um, in the John Wick series. Uh, he passed away a couple of days ago. And as I was, as we were talking about before uh, we got on air, I didn't realize or I didn't know until he passed away that he was from Baltimore. And I know people that know him. So I trust me when I tell you if I would have known what I if I would have known then what I know now, he would have been all up on Baltimore Flavor Radio, but or Access Granite or whatever the case may be. But um, amazing actor, amazing actor, amazing actor. And, you know, that's just one of those situations where I say people don't realize or understand the talent that we really have here. You know, um, whether it be music whether it be acting or, or, or whether it be art, acting in front Media. of the camera or doing stuff behind the camera. And like we have, yeah, we have so, so much stuff uh, that's going on here. And I, I, I really feel bad that I didn't know that because I'm a, I'm a diehard wire fan on one of the uh, apps that I have on my fire stick. There's a 24 seven wire channel. And so I probably watch some episode of The Wire at least once a day. And um, I drive my wife crazy every time it comes on. But it is what it is. It's my favorite show. And um, yeah, man, just rest in peace. He was only 60 years old. Uh, reports say that he died of natural causes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we lost a good one here. But we also have some other great talent here in the city of Baltimore. And I finally got my man. I've been trying to get him. Oh, God, it's been a while. Thomas Leahy is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, bro? How y'all doing? God, man, I'm good, man. How, how's everything with you? I was good. It's good. It's a Monday, and it's just a wonderful day. So, <laughs> yeah, It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah, hey. basically. No, I mean, yeah. you know, for a Monday, it's been a good day. So yeah, everybody dreads um, Mondays, but it's the start of another work week. I work from home today, so, you know, hey. I'm going to put quotes on there because I think I did about two things. In 10 hours, I think I did about 17 minutes of work. So That's all right. Definitely a good day. <laughs> it is. Hey, any day that you uh, wake up and you accomplish something is a good day. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, well, if you want to call that accomplishing, then, hey, yeah, I accomplished something. <laughs> Hey, some fast or small, but they have a big impact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey man, and and before we even get started, we we gotta. There's no way, Thomas, that we could do this show without giving a super duper amazing shout out to our girl Teresa Davis. Yeah, 
Yes. Teresa Davis Productions, man. She is such an amazing, amazing woman. Um, just she's just the epitome of what like everything that we're trying to project from this city, like she's behind the scenes of it all. Yes. And, um, that's actually the way that you and I met. Um, we were trying to think about which time and we don't know, but we met somewhere on a set of a Teresa Davis production. <laughs> I, I believe we met um, working with Silk White. You're at wow. Teresa's house. We were doing Love Hurts Bingo. and you got, Bingo. we were filming at her house at night. Bingo. Bingo. I think that's when we met. Bingo. Up off of Kern uh, Parkway. Yes. Bingo. You're absolutely yeah. right. I so got, that- I got, I got killed in 30 seconds that night. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I've had the same. <laughs> shout, out, shout, out to, shout out to my brother, Leonard Coleman, man. I got yes. killed in like 30 seconds that night. After sitting in Teresa's house for about six hours, we walked around to the alley. We filmed the scene and I was dead in 30 seconds, literally. <laughs> you know, literally. So, so real quick, um, how, how yes. did you meet Teresa and how did you, you guys start working together? Uh, Teresa, it was funny. I had just started in the business and, mm. uh, I was, you know, I got into business late 50, at 50 years old when I started. So I started doing background, did That's a music weird. video, got hooked up here and there. Then the gentleman who was doing the music video, doing the camera work, was Keston. Keston Productions. Shout out my boy, Keston Dakota, so, man. So my, my man, Keston, was doing the video for uh, Derek Darrell Dixon, which is an amazing guy himself. <laughs> he was actually directing the music video that was uh, Marcel Russell and Wes Felton, Crossroads. Wow. One of their projects. So that was like one of the first things I ever did. Hmm. And Keston remembered me from the video and he says, Hey, I need you. You know, would you be interested in doing this video for uh, Crow? Jim Crow with all those guys. So I show up on set. We're over on the east side and we had just started doing the video. And then in comes Teresa with Leonard Coleman. <laughs> And Teresa comes over and she puts her arm around me and I'm not lying. She says, Hey, do you like black women? <laughs> she didn't even know me. That's the first thing she said. I'm like, of course, I like all women. And she goes, You're right then. <laughs> and that's how we met. And wow. we've been working ever since, you know, wow. for stuff here and there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that was the the music video revolution. Okay. You almost made me spit my drink out, man. I'm sorry, but honestly, that's what she asked me. Straight up. Never met and, her before in my life. She just strolled on over and put the arm around me and asked me. And that's just and that's just typical Teresa, man. Yeah. That's, that's just typical Teresa. So, like, what was the first project that you worked with with her? Uh, after that, actually, I she called me and had me do a small part for Percocet, which we Percocet. were discussing earlier. So... <sighs> Small part of Percocet, and then, so my, yeah, my my part in Percocet was supposed to be a small part as well. Um, it was a fight scene that we were filming across the street from Lake Montebello. Okay. Um, and it turned into it, it went from basically walking one of the fighters to the to the ring, 
because you know there was a lot of fight scenes and everything it went from there to me like literally down on the ground in my dress clothes like crying and because my fighter had gotten killed and you know how Teresa is like you she can tell you she can tell you in advance that this is what I want you to do when you get there right but then once you get there it changes sometimes it turns into something totally different yes and um you know to this day I don't know what the hold up on Percocet is but I'm so waiting for that movie because I've I've seen so much of the behind the scenes stuff that right. I think it's gonna be an amazing project and I just wanna, you know, really just you know see the the, the finish. Like I just want to see the oh. finish. I'm not, yeah, I'm not asking much. I mean like, it's a it's a good project and a good concept, and I'd love to see the whole thing finally released. I mean, she had me come in just to do to play an ME. I was basically the medical examiner. Yeah. And uh so you know that's that's and then we went from there then she said hey i got a guy that needs a detective he says he needs a suit and tie guy yeah. and, and that's all i got the guy and that was silk white <laughs> so the first night i worked with silk uh silk i drove down to Atlanta, maryland and showed up down there and uh we filmed and i ended up being on that series from there uh. year and a half uh. So I came in about the middle of the first season and then did that and the entire second season. And of wow. course, if you followed that project, Love Hurts, you know, the end of the second season, pretty much everybody got killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my man Jay McGraw got killed in that in that uh, joint as well. Turn off my mic for a second. Why didn't you yeah. just turn the mic off yourself, Nina? I, I meant to. <laughs> And then as you and then as you're talking, I turn the mic off. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so so Thomas, just give us a little bit of background um about you. You know, like you where you born, raised, you know. Okay. Well, let's see. I was born in Baltimore, St. Agnes Hospital, actually. Raised nah, in... I won't hold that against you. <laughs> raised in uh the Woodlawn Milford Mill area. So went to Headville Elementary, went to Woodlawn Junior before it became a middle school. Woodlawn. Then everybody from the street behind me, all my friends behind me went to Woodlawn Senior High. Mm. I had to walk myself to Milford Mill that mile and a half <laughs> because I, I was the furthest out in my, so I grew up down by the Windsor Inn. If y'all know the Windsor Inn. Crab cakes and string beans. There you go. So I grew, up, I grew up over by the Windsor Inn and uh, lived there just above Liberty Gardens Apartments. So I'm sure know, you know. Oh, wow. Where. I know exactly where you're talking about. Windsor yeah, so I was in the houses just above it on Bex Hill and uh, stayed there. Then when I moved out, I just moved to Catonsville and Ellicott City, kind of floated around. Uh Used to live in Georgia in the summers. Everybody says, well, are you sure you're from Woodlawn? Because uh, they pick up a little bit of difference. Accent. Yeah, you yeah have I don't, I don't hear accent. it, but people ask me all the time. I'm like, Woodlawn? They're like, no way. But yeah, so five years in in the summers down in Georgia with my dad because my parents had divorced when I was little. So you telling that the summers. Okay. Hmm? you telling everything. Your parents oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ain't got nothing to hide. Yeah, <laughs> went to work as a diesel tech for uh 35 years, almost 36, and walked away from that job. And uh, 
state, you know, I started in this business when I was 50. So I've been in about seven years. Wow. Okay. And uh, shout out, shout out to Jay Sykes. He said, Tom yeah. is a legend, extremely talented person in this industry. I don't know about a legend, but <laughs> ah, man, hey, hey, we don't we don't put that word on everybody. So I feel like when somebody uses it, they must know what they're talking about, man. My God, Jay, man, he's he's the man. He's got a lot of stuff going on. We'll get into him in a minute. Okay. And then you see uh Dr. Dr. Lovely up there. That's my girl, Doc Nicole. Dr. Nicole. She and I, we did did some modeling together. She's actually my project. She's one she's an amazing person because she's like she posted, she's mental health. She does that kind of stuff, but she's all about body image, positivity, all that kind of stuff. She's huge with and plus size models, all that kind of stuff. So we did some modeling together and stuff like that. And uh, our chemistry on camera comes out amazing. People actually thought like we were dating and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> which that's not the fact. I'm married 33 years, so you know, okay. and two kids. Um, when I left my business working as a diesel tech, I started my own company to produce my movie. Um, I do location scouting if people are looking for it. And, you know, I do set dressing, prop work, that kind of stuff. Okay, so it's not just all in front of the camera for you then? No, I do some work behind. Uh, and she posted, uh, yeah, we were actually, actually got published too as a model in a magazine. Wow. Okay. So. I appreciate that. So like when did so so when did that that bug hit you to like really I know you said you've only been doing this for you know a, a short yeah. amount of time, but like yeah. when did that bug really hit you to kind of like was it Teresa and the whole, you know, hey, do you like black women kind of thing? Or was it, <laughs> it actually was before, really? it was before that. Okay. Um <clears throat> so I had a I had a friend of mine that I went to high school with. He graduated a year ahead of me, and <coughs> we were talking. And uh, he was doing a lot of background work. He gotten into doing background. That's all he wants to do is background. He don't want to get involved with any lines or anything like that. And he says, hey, you might want to try it. And me, I had always been interested in movies. Like as a kid, I was like, man, I'd love to be a stunt man and go to Hollywood and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you're not going to get to Hollywood unless you pick up and move out there. You know, there's nothing mm -hmm. to happen in Baltimore that's going to put you in Hollywood back in you know 1981. 82 something like that so it kind of went the wayside life happens you know get married focus on other things that kind of stuff and then it, it was coming back slowly and uh with the internet and you know now pretty much if you have an idea you have a camera and you got a good crew you can put out some quality work so He's like, hey, you should look at doing it if you want. Give it a try. So I went to open call for a background for House of Cards when it was here. And Legendary. So Legendary. many people work House of Cards. Legendary. So that was actually the first thing I ever did was background for House of Cards. And I had to go to Towson to the courthouse is where we were filming. And I was, quote, a member of Congress. So I'm like one of about 150 <laughs> yeah. people in the courthouse. And after sitting on those wooden benches for four and a half hours straight, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> There's no, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to not to cut you off. I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and look for you on that now. You're not even gonna find me, really. Okay, I'm not, yeah, I couldn't even find myself. You're not even gonna find like that's the back of my head or something because <laughs> the way the cameras were done, yeah, the camera angles and all, you're not picking okay. me up, okay. 
Okay. And uh, I was like, this just sucks sitting here doing nothing, you know, like, oh, react to the same thing. And, oh, let's do the lines again. Same. I'm like, nah, there's got to be more to this. So that's when I said, you know what? I got to push forward. I can't, I can't do background. My guy, he likes it. Good for him. I'm the kind of person I got to keep challenging myself. Right. So I said, I got to learn how to do lines. Went from there. So I got some work with Roosevelt Jackson. That was like the first lines I did was in one of his projects. And uh, that was residue. He took it, uh, Miss Tammy told him about me and he took a chance on me being in his project. And then we went on, did residue two with them. And I've done a couple other films with them. And then at the same time, I started trying auditions. Like I didn't know what I was doing, but I'd go ahead and try anyway. And, you know, tried out for some stuff for, uh, if you know, Commodore, Anthony Commodore, CIF, um, he was doing some work. I tried out, I had auditioned for, uh, King's son, his project, didn't get the part. That was like one of the first real auditions I did, and I was like totally lost. <laughs> but, you know, you just got to keep putting it out there and keep trying. And as long as you keep showing up and keep trying, yeah. people start to recognize you, see what you got, yeah. and they see the improvement. So eventually your time comes, you know. Yeah, I, never, I, I, I never look at the process of going to audition and not getting the part as a loss. No. as a fail because even though you might even though you might not get the role that you're casted for right you may end up with another role or there's somebody there that might see you for a future role down you know down like um we had a, i had a chance to interview trey cheney who mm-hmm. played Poop on the wire some years ago right. and he initially interviewed to play Weebay. now if you're a fan of The Wire and you know Weebay, yes. Trey Cheney was never meant to play Weebay on no. The Wire. No, he wasn't, but, wasn't that part. Yeah, but he did so good during his audition process that they actually wrote in the poop part for him. Okay. And he ended up being the only street corner person from The Wire that lasted all five seasons. Right. Yeah, so you never I, know. You never know what you're gonna get out of the audition. Just because you don't get the role, doesn't mean that you haven't made a mark. Oh, exactly. And yeah. like when I first started in it and started going to auditions, I thought, well, my viewpoint was, you know, when I first started, it was, well, I didn't have it when I walked in. You know, I, I'm walking in without the job, so if I get it, it's a bonus. But if I don't get it, I learn oh, something. Take right, it and exactly. learn from it and improve. Exactly. And hopefully they see something and maybe next time, like you're saying, they may call you back for yeah, a different project. Exactly. Exactly. So I never look at it as a loss. Everything's a learning experience. It's a learning experience, right. And uh, I've started I've started using this model where we don't take when you when you take a when you don't get something and you take a L, it's you're not taking a loss. It's a learning right. experience. Exactly. Everything's yeah. a learning experience. I mean, yeah. you know, um, sometimes you just you just don't know the yeah. blessing you have because that may not have been for you, but four or five months later, a year later, something hits and you're like, wow, I never yeah. saw that from what happened a year ago. Mm. Had, whatever the reason was, it's not you can't always see that. It doesn't happen the next day or in the next hour. It could yeah. be a year from now and it comes back, you know? 
So you just got to kind of take it as it goes. Like I said, everybody's timeline is different. You know, some people yeah. hit big and in six months, some people take 10 years. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of the wire, man, shout out to my brother, Richard Burton, who plays Shamrock on the wire. He's turned in with us. Shout out to my man, Mohammed, bro. I appreciate you. I love you much, bro. Thank you for tuning in. My girl, Darlin' Dina. Hey, Thomas, you bringing out, you bringing out the heavy hitters tonight, bro. <laughs> you bringing out heavy hitters tonight, bro. They're not coming to hear me. They're coming to see what you brought to the table. Nah, man. Hey, hey, hey. Nah, bro. <laughs> we brought him to the table, right? I, I, I got you and I got Dina here tonight, man. All I got to do is lay back. That's, that's there the way you I go. Feel. So, so one, something I wanted to add was yes. with the audition process, how Twan was saying he doesn't see it as a loss. A lot of times hurdles that we have is us. So mm -hmm. to be able to go to an audition and right. not get the thing and then go again, like every day you're beating yourself. You're your competition. Yes. So um, as far as not getting, like, where are you now? Where am I now? He gets I every role he goes off for now. So what the now? Because he I, led it all the way up. And I'm not, I want to make sure I know how you're surfing, how you're yeah. growing now. Where I'm at now, I, now I take it, I'm a little tougher on myself now than I was before. Because before I didn't, you know, I'm like, you know, when anything's new to you, you don't really see everything. So you're kind of like, hey, this is cool. That's great kind of thing. Hey, I got an audition. That's awesome. Now I take a little more personal because if what I'm going for is bigger projects, they're, you know, mm -hmm. going for stuff on big projects, speaking lines on big projects. So if I don't get it, then I have to go back and, you know, talking with someone today, you all know uh, Sheree McCain. That name sound familiar? Okay, Cherie, she's a SAG actress out of Baltimore. She's an amazing person. Um, I've been working with her on behind the scenes on her project, Dark Zero 48. Um, we talk here and there. And, you know, for me, it's like she said, we're our own worst critic. We could do an amazing job in a scene and we'd still think we suck. That's me. So That's me. you have to kind of go back and, like, auditions i know i can turn audition and sometimes the worst audition you thought you sent in is what they really liked hmm. so yeah. it's you don't know because the casting director you know everybody's looking you got to make the impact you got to be different you got to make that choice that bold choice that kind of crazy choice i auditioned several years ago for a project and i went in an audition for two different parts for a web series i didn't get either part but I took the choice of, you know, I'm sitting there thinking this guy to me, he's probably got a British accent. So I gave it like the worst British butchered accent I could give it just for that part. You know, trust me, yeah. it that was that was not what they were looking for. So but it's something different. Yeah. And sometimes when you put something different, a different perspective on the role. That may not click. You may not get that part, but that, like you said with Trey Cheney, it may click for something else. They may add it or they may think the next project, I need him back. So, you know, you never lose on an audition. If you get the audition, that's amazing. That's like, that's, yo, that's, you know, I, I love that. I love that point. See, and I, and I kind of use that philosophy for like awards awards and you knew exactly where i was going right yeah they nominated so, me out of more people than who right. i'm with now right exactly right. 
that's exactly where i was going with that because like um so let's keep it real every everybody every black person in the world blew up when angela bassett didn't win this last oscar for and, and let's just keep it real and you know my my thing is for for me since i've been doing this since 2014 um I've taken the concept. I, I look at a lot of the award shows that we have here locally, Crown Awards, um, whatever, Baltimore yeah. Music Awards, whatever. The Diamond K Awards. Diamond K, yeah. His like, I've stopped nominating myself for awards because I don't believe that like everybody and their mother can nominate themselves for anything. Mm -hmm. But when somebody else takes the time to nominate you. That means that somebody's recognizing the work that you put in. Sure. Saw you. So that to me is the win in itself. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. have to go through the whole process of trying to get people to vote for you. If you get enough people to vote and you get the trophy, fine. But for me personally, that one person that, one person that took that time out to say, hey, Access Granted is doing his thing. I'm going to nominate him. That's the win for me. Sure. Right. That's that's the win what for me. What comes and, after and, is a bonus, right? What comes after is a bonus, and I think that that's kind of the way that you have to look at your acting because, like, you can you can literally go on twenty five auditions, and you may only get two of the roles, mm -hmm. but those two roles that you get can catapult you to, you oh, know, I don't have to go step. on auditions now. I got people calling me. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. I feel like this is the role that fits you in this next coming project that I have. Right. You know and, saying, so to speak. and I, I tend to pick up some roles that way. I still like the yeah. audition, though. Even if somebody says, hey, I want yeah. you. I need you in this project. I'm like, I still want to audition. Right. And, so, and the reason why is because, one, it keeps me on, you know, keeps me whatever. Grounded. Keeps you sharp. It keeps yeah. you sharp. Yeah, yeah it keeps yeah. me sharp. And I don't want any favors out of this. Right. So if somebody says, hey, I got a role for you. I think you can do this. I still would like to do the audition mm. to see what I can bring to the table. Even though I know them, they may be asking me to play something different than what I'm used to playing. So that was my question. Are you like, what box do you fit in as far as roles? You're appealing to what character? I, I will submit for anything that. When it comes to let's put it this way, when it comes to independent films, I will do I will do pretty much anything that makes a statement. If mm. it's a statement film, if it's an awareness kind of thing, if it's a hey in your face, wake up, look in the mirror type thing, mm. I don't if I gotta play the worst guy ever in America, I will do that because that film to me, I see something that film that's gonna kind of use for something else that, that's gonna awaken or enlighten people. So I'm typically over the years been cast usually as a cop. I'm usually a cop. Lately, I can get more. Oh, don't don't spell yourself short. You're a detective, bro. Detective. You're a detective. Uh, uh, I've been getting like it. lawyer here and there, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like but um, usually, if I'm the police, I'm that guy. I'm. The one with the racist overtones. I'm, you know, the nastiest guy out there, you know, this, that, and the other. Hmm. And I'm okay with that if the project really? Interesting. enlightens people, makes them think. I'm okay with that. 
I'm until not they doing. remember, until they think that's really you out somewhere else. You haven't I've had to that level yet. I yeah, I had somebody. I actually did a uh, video. Um, Winston, he, uh, Winston Black, he did a spoken word video called uh, Hollywood Star, and he got really good reviews on it. But he came to me, and it took us about a year before we got the project done. He came to me, we met, and then about a year later, we came back together to get the project done. And he says, I read over what he wanted me to say, and I saw the one word in there. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's the N-word. And I'm like, that's no. not my vocabulary. <laughs> and he's like, I said, can I say something else? He goes, no, you have to say it or I will have to get somebody else. I need that word. He's like, can you do it? And I'm like, I can do it, but it's going to take a little bit for me to get there. Yeah. So he said, right, it took me about a week to finally get the word to come out clean for the project Please. so he releases the project everything came out great it was an amazing project and one of his friends sends him a text saying that guy's a racist and he's like you got to know the guy he is farthest from it he goes nah that word came out too easy for him he's full of you kind of thing <laughs> he doesn't understand what it took for you to get to that and, point it was just like you have no idea yeah he doesn't understand that it's it's television. You acted. Yeah. It's acting. So it's people, acting. Come on, but some people see what they see on TV they can't separate or it. in video. You know, like they say, if it's on the internet, it's got to be real, right? Yeah, of right. course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was like, well, that's the good and the bad. You know, I played my part, yeah. but at the same time, some people have to kind of get past something in their way there's obviously something there that's causing them to look at it that way and maybe they need I to mean, but but at the end of the day Tommy, no matter how easy it came out for you you didn't write the damn script no i didn't write the script and then so, Silk, the same know. week silk had me doing a project and i had to say that word in there too and i'm like twice in one week you gotta be kidding me Mm -hmm. I was like, Silk, man, I can't. I can't. I said, I already had to do it once. I can't. Nah, He's like, that's on. fine. Do I say, can I can I end it with like the A and put a southern sound to it or <laughs> something? <laughs> and he goes, man, whatever you want to do, whatever will make you comfortable, just you know, just make it happen. Yeah. How what percentage is acting of your real life? Like I know you're not a full-time actor, correct? That is correct. I would love to be, but that's not okay. in the cards right now. I'm working towards it. But so it's just like if that's yet. my career path, like doing what you did, I noticed that you said background for house of cards yes. versus regular Shout background. Is that a pay difference? But, is it um, levels to being a background? Well, actor? what happens is like house of cards, when you do background, you're going to get paid because it's a big production. Right. Okay, so all your big productions, Hollywood stuff, Netflix, all that kind of stuff, they pay their background. The difference in pay there is whether you're a union actor or non-union actor. So the union actor has a, has a guaranteed pay based on the union itself. The non-union, they can pay you whatever they want. Usually in Maryland, they the pay is usually 15 an hour. 15 an hour. Okay. 15 an hour is typically what background gets paid on the big projects for non-union. 
And then okay. depending on the project, they may take it to 10 or 12 before overtime because they may give you like a flat fee, 250 for 10 or 250 yeah. for 12. And then they pay overtime. Others will do the 15. They'll say it's like 120 for eight. And after eight, it's overtime. So would I drive for Uber? Like if I'm trying to be break into that business, yes. it's not enough to cover all of your expenses. Oh, no. I'm doing a lot of other stuff right now. A lot of other stuff. Okay. So I substitute teach in Carroll County. I do pretty much oh. all my work at a special needs school. Nice. So I work with a lot of uh, highly disabled children. And so you get most, a gig, you got to put in leave for all of your jobs. Is that how you do it? Well, I'm I'm not I'm not a permanent hire. So as a sub, I can pick my days when I want to work. Yeah. I just go on their app, look at what school needs what, and I say, okay, yeah, I'll work that day. Is that and how then, you do acting jobs? Is there an app and you can go see what's uh, you available? You can use uh, Actors Access, Backstage, uh -huh. Casting Networks, um, Dragon Oak here in Maryland. Nice. Nice. You there's, got good stuff. Uh, acting, there's a lot of acting uh, like pages on Facebook groups you can join and stuff I like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I learned a whole yeah, lot of stuff new. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff out there, word of mouth. People doing independence. Like people work the circuit. Like they're auditioning yeah. for more than one something at the same time. Right? Um, Is that how you do it? Or you audition and you wait and go you, to work? No, yeah, you just, you, hey, what I do is I look at, I'll audition. And a lot of times you get what they call a right of first refusal, which I don't quite understand all that. To me, that just means, hey, if I audition for three projects that are all filming the same week, the first one that says you got it. And the pay is good. I'm going with it, because you, know? <laughs> you know you can't. You know, unfortunately, you can't pay your bills off of uh, right being. That's nice. what I was trying to see. What kind of yeah. career is this? You so, know, for me, it's it's a put. I would love to be full time, but it's a part time thing for me. It takes about half my about a third of my time is acting and behind the scenes work. And what okay. would you pick? behind the scenes or acting. I do know. whatever pays the bills at the time. So whatever when I audition, I know what project I'm working behind the scenes. Then I look at my auditions and I try not to overlap them. But sometimes you can. Sometimes you just say, hey, because if you're working for a friend of yours, helping them out on the weekend, hey, look, I, I just got this gig. I, I can't be there Sunday, but I can be there Saturday. Or yeah, something I mean, like I'll do them all. You know, so you just you got to kind of flex and float that schedule. So you got to be real regimented on what you're doing and when you're doing it. And then, uh, you know, I also do role playing. I work for a company that hires me out as a role player for uh, for uh, government, a division of the what, government. What is a role player, sir? So a role player for the company I work for, they hire me out as a bad guy for training. So I'm the bad guy. I'm the one that gets What's handcuffed. The bad guy? Why does this good guy have to get the bad guy roles? <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun, believe it or not. You know. Yeah. That's kind of like a that's kind of like a challenge for you. Like I like me personally. Like if somebody asked me to be in a film, I wouldn't want to be like a drug dealer. I wouldn't want to be a rapper. I would want something that's going to kind of like challenge me. Like give me a police role. Yeah, there you go. You know, give me a, a role as a, a doctor or, or something like that. I don't right. I don't want to be that person where I can just show up and be Antoine. And you don't get don't, to choose. Yeah, I don't I don't want to show up and be Antoine. I want to show up and be something outside <laughs> of the realm of what you all what you all know. 
So no. look, Thomas, we have I have a I have a plethora of questions that I am forced to ask you on the show. See oh, the questions. oh Lord, here we go. So the first yeah, and they're all they're all tre tremendous questions. So the first one is is from Miss Lovely, and she said, "What motivated you to be, become an act? Well, what motivated you to get into acting, and why?" Uh, the motivation was something I always wanted to try, so yeah. I figured, why not? You know, I got you got nothing to lose by trying, right? Go out and try something different. Yeah. And uh, like I said, after doing background at one time, I was like, "Boy, this sucks." So I gotta yeah, find right. a better way to. Right. I gotta find a better way somehow. Yeah, hey, I told you I sat in Teresa's house for five hours and got killed in thirty seconds, bro. I was yes. like, "Yo, I really sit around." So let me ask. So let me ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you, you got into it because you wanted to to try. So like, yeah. has there ever been a discouragement where you said, "I'm not going to do this anymore"? Like, it's not worth the time. It's not worth the energy. It's not worth the effort. Um. Yeah, every once in a while, that'll seep in, like when you're doing auditions and you're just not getting a call back and you just, yeah. you know, you, you just keep trying and trying, nothing's clicking. But unfortunately, it happens. And, you know, somebody, I run into somebody, somebody posts something on Facebook and they're complaining, da, 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 da. And the bottom line is this business, if you cannot handle rejection, it is not for you. You mean people That's complain on Facebook? Yeah, surprising. <laughs> you know, who who would have thunk? But yeah, so this this whole acting itself is it's a tough industry and you know, like I said, some people boom, they get it first shot and they they shoot to the stars, you know, and other people are they grind away for years and don't get recognition. Yeah. But it's a very tough industry and like I said, if you cannot take rejection, you really don't want to be in this business. So let me ask you this is yes. are there any regrets to the fact that you waited so long to actually start doing it? Probably not just because I don't think I mean the only thing I probably would have been doing otherwise would have been theater and theater scares the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah, there's no cut and and retakes in theater. Exactly. So yeah. um Rosalind Gaines, I don't know if you're familiar with her. I know Rosalind. I know Miss Ros was the first person I ever did theater with. Okay. And I turned the role down first. Tammy, you know Tammy Rogers. You know Dr. Tammy Rogers? That name rings a bell. I can't. Yeah, that, that name rings a bell. She's in everything everywhere. She's an amazing okay. person. So she's she's got me a lot of work over the years. And she's the one who gave me to Roosevelt after doing the music video with uh, Keston and all. So she pitched me to Roosevelt. But Tammy calls me and says, hey, we need you to do this spot for a play. It's a very small part. And I'm like, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll think about it. And I'm like, nah, theater's not for me. And she's like, you know, you really should consider theater. It'll help you. And in all honesty, after doing that first part, I realized how much theater does help you as an actor. As far as memorization, understanding the lines, timing, blocking, everything. Because there, like you say, there is no redo coming no the night of the show. You're either on or you're off. And if you're off, you better hope somebody picks you up. 
where you're just going to be staring at the lights. And, but, you know, so I did the small part for Miss Roz on her project called Broadway Strolling. I ended up, it took about a month and then they called me again. I said, all right, yeah, I'll do it. So that was the first project I did theater wise with Ms. Roz. And then I'd worked with her on a couple more projects. So I've actually stage managed for one of her projects also done mm. some of her uh, set builds for her projects. And she's an amazing writer an amazing person. She does the Kumba ensemble theater project. She's been doing it for almost 30 years now okay. out of Baltimore. Okay. Is that, so, at, uh, is that at the, um, uh, what's the name of the theater on McCullough street? Is that from there? Uh, she players. has done some down there. Um, Arena, players. Arena players. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's not down Arena players. She usually, she's either like our rehearsals are at the one church over near Evanson Village. Okay. Evan, Evanson Heights area down off Wildwood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My old so, neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing rehearsals there. And typically, she, wherever she can get the theater to put it out at, we've done it in the church itself. We've done it at the elementary school down the block from the church. We've done it at Woodlawn High School. We've done projects there. So uh, she's done projects down at the Arts Center down there. Um, trying to think of the road it's on. Well, I got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. So if you're an actor or you want to be an actor, actress, what is the skill set that you should possess? So I want to, you said something like, if you don't like rejection, yes. this is not the job for you. Yes. I feel like you got to know how to lie. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I jump in on that before you answer yeah. that, Tom? Go ahead. Um. So of course you have to go through some, I, b I believe you have to go through some kind of formal training, quote unquote. I like using air quotes. Um, but I feel like I feel like there there are some roles that you can do that are just authentically you, and you don't have to kind of because I've I've been in plays and I've been in a couple of of movie situations where I've literally just shown up and said this is who you are this is what you do go mm -hmm. and you just kind of make it happen now i'm not going to step into a hollywood movie you know i'm not going to step into a multi-million dollar production you know right. with just that mindset but i'm just saying that to say that like there's to just to answer nina's question there's training that you can do mm -hmm. but also the authentic you that can just make a make a role work if you're willing to put yourself into it if that makes yeah. sense no it makes it makes a lot of sense so yeah to to uh build on that training classes yeah learn the art learn what goes on behind the scenes yeah. so background's a great place to learn how everything works so you have a full understanding of what's going on who does what and what they expect you to do so that's a great place to start. Um, classes, learn learn the craft. Okay. Um, then you want to look at. Um, Can I follow directions? 
That yeah, that's it? huge. Can you follow that's directions? Huge. They do not want somebody. Can, if they say, "Hey, walk two steps left," and you go three steps to the right, they're you're gonna right. Like, yeah, you're probably yeah, you're probably gonna get, get right out the door, little girl. Yeah, right just, out just the keep door. exit stage right. You know, keep right, on right out the door, little girl. You don't be listening. But now they're they're pretty good about it. It's just when they have to repeat it several times, that's when yeah. kind of like I think yeah. you're done. Yeah. Um, you got to be able to like read scripts or something real fast. You got to be able to read. You got to be able to read. Okay. I actually saw you know that what? listed. You know what? And 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 learning the scripts are important, but I feel like once you learn your script and you learn like the your guts, character. meat and potatoes of where that script wants to go, I yes. think you also have to have that talent to be able to kind of improvise. And do some and, and things. Yes. Yeah. Improvisation is yeah. huge in this business yeah. to be able to improv, especially like in theater, somebody drops a line or something. Mm -hmm. You gotta be able to bring Been it there. back. Been um, there. <laughs> but Been in, there. in the business overall, improv, learning improv, taking improv class will never hurt you. Anything you take will only build your skill set and build your, sure. your understanding. Um, being able to learn and dissect the script and see what's going on. Like when you do an audition, they'll send you, they don't send you the whole deal of what's going on. They'll send you a page or two pages and it's the middle of the action of what's going on. Hmm. So you don't know, it might be you and another person in the scene, but you have no idea what was going on before the scene happens. Right. All you have is what's going on right then and there. And a couple little notes he might have in there that says, yeah, Johnny came through the, the restaurant door and it's raining really hard outside. Key on Johnny's wet feet. Oh, and then you go yeah. into the conversation. And I'm like, who is Johnny? Like, how yeah, do you do So I don't have that skill set. Well, that's the thing. You have, to, you have to kind of build the whole thing in your mind. Yeah. 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 And then in today's yeah. world, most of it is now, you know, um, video submission, self tape. Mm. And I'm going to tell you right now, I suck at self tapes. Oh. I got to really, really work on that. That's well, you definitely honest. have a look, though. You know, if I think of, like, you look very lookable, TV, actorish. You know, I can see you in a movie. He, he's very, he's very Tom Cruise-ish right now with the... <laughs> with the I'm, I'm, I've, I've had Michael J. Fox before. Michael J. Fox, definitely. Mm -hmm. I had definitely. that one okay. before. Okay. And somebody yeah. said Gibbs from NCIS when my hair was a little shorter. Mm. Have you ever had to adapt your um what you look like for a role? Of course. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. Like uh my hair this is about as long as my hair will get right now. I tend to keep it short just because that seems to be what I was gonna say that's probably and that's probably the longest I that's probably the longest I've seen your hair, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. now 30 years ago i had hair down the middle of my back so <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I've seen some of your facebook pictures really? bro. <laughs> yeah. but most most of the time if they need anything i just grow this stuff out yeah. you don't have to gain weight lose weight none of that i i can't gain weight i couldn't get in the police department because i couldn't gain weight <laughs> you that was know, 30, okay. you 35 years ago can't. all right so so look real i want to try to get through all of these questions yes. Okay. And we should have just we should have just brought Miss Lovely on and let her be a, a, a co-host because she's killing us right now. So what challenges have you faced with acting and how did you navigate through it? So challenges are getting older. <laughs> mm. 
getting older and you know as you started at 50 <laughs> yeah i started at 50 so trying to find parts that fit me even though right. i can play a little younger than my age you know some people i've i actually got called for a part and they said hey you're like 42 right and my i was like 52 at the time <laughs> and i'm like no i'm in my 50s they're like oh well send me the stuff anyway and then they called back and said sorry the director was stuck on the age number <laughs> so those are the things you run into like sometimes they're hardcore on the number not your look so as i get older you kind of what they call age out of parts and then yes. you fall in that kind of in between you know like you're not 60 i don't look 60 and above but i'm not looking 45 anymore either if you know the camera zooms in they see the crow's feet and stuff so hey you know it, I, I hate that. I hate so that. You just got to kind of play yeah. with it and hope they just don't care. Sometimes you get lucky and they're like, you know, we can actually go with somebody a little older. We'll be all right with that. You know, you know, you know why I hate that. There was a, uh, there was a young lady that played on a different world mm -hmm. and I can't remember her name, but she was the one that just always talked too much. And she right. played a college student. And I found out after the fact that she was like 34 sure playing a college student on a different world like come on absolutely. like absolutely um 90210 the one you the one lady on there was 29 playing a high school yeah student. like how are you come on now that's nick, great acting. nick 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 cannon Don't was like wait. 35 when he played a high school student and whatever that yeah. dumb detective movie that he was in that was garbage yeah. well, okay yeah, so wait. you know it's that's right now that um there and the other obstacle is these self-tapes that i do not do well with yeah so, so what what exactly are self tapes? Let's let's talk so about that. Real quick. A self tape is you submit for an audition, and you know you used to get okay. You're gonna come in. Here's your time Thursday at five thirty. Be at this address for the auditions. Audition, you know, and you come in and you audition in front of everybody. You in front of the director, the producer, writer, whomever may be in the room. Now what they do is they say okay, they send you the sides and they tell you to put up the camera. And right. go and do your audition on tape and then submit the tape. Right. So you're basically doing an audition for yourself. You got to kind of get the. And the hardest part for me is you don't feel the energy in the room because you don't have anybody else there. You don't have anybody, right. And it's then the reader is another problem. If you got another, you know, if there's another person in the scene, then you need a reader. To go with you now there is an app i haven't tried it yet some people say it works really well for reading but you know then you're calling somebody on the phone you're asking a family member and, and i can tell you right now a reader can kill your audition because they can kill the energy you know you're mm -hmm. coming in all excited something just happened they're like okay what happened really guys put a little effort into it you know <laughs> well i'll be the one doing too Th much thomas if you ever if you ever need me for a reading bro just just call me that's He's that guy you're talking about. Oh, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like being in the room. <laughs> I like being in the room for auditions. It's okay. scarier in person. It definitely yeah. will rack your nerves, but you can go in and feel the audition, feel the energy, if they're really into it, if you really did well or not, and that kind of yeah. thing. Then you pick one that can't read, so they messing up daylight. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have that problem with me as long as I got my reading glasses. Bro. Right, right. There right. you go. Hey, I got okay. mine too when I have to read scripts. Okay, so has there been a role?
that has impacted you? And if so, what role and how? Mm. That's, that's a, a great, that's a, tough that's a great, Miss Lovely. That's, I feel like she's auditioning to be a future co-host of Access Granite because that's a that's yeah, a great audition. I know I she's it. grilling me, isn't she? Wait, <laughs> wait till I catch up with her. <laughs> no, um, impact. Yes, that's, that's tough because you can look at it a couple different ways. Like impact yeah. as far as moving forward in the business. Um, I would have to say London and James which is Jay Sykes had popped up earlier. My guy, Jay Sykes and Edwin Maker. I don't know if you're familiar with Edwin. Mm-mm. Edwin's an amazing writer. Jay's an amazing videographer. They both actor. They're great people to do a wonderful job behind and in front of the camera. Um, Jay was doing a movie called London and James. And I had met him the year before when Edwin premiered his film, a day in the life. And I and Jay will tell you that I showed up to the premiere just to support, wanted to see the project and seen a lot about it on, on social media. So I figured I'd go check it out. Had some people I knew in there, like Awesome Amen was in there and uh, a couple other people. So I show up and I don't really know a whole lot of people that are there for this project. And they're all, you know, you got the cast all lined up out in the lobby and I'm walking through. I'm like, go up to Jay and Jay's like six, four or something like that. And, you know, little me, I'm five, seven, you know, so I'm looking up and the dude, he's a big dude. And I'm in a blazer and just a shirt, no tie or nothing. And I come up and like, Hey, how you doing? And, you know, he's like, I said, you know, I asked him, I said, so you did the music for this? And he's like, yeah, I did all the music. And I'm like, that's pretty incredible. And so let's, what happened here? Uh-oh. We're, we're here. Keep talking. Okay. I lost you guys for a minute. I was like, wow, I disappeared. I, okay. Yeah, he changed the view, but I, we all I see that. You. you got to tell me this. I didn't know. I'm learning with I you. Thought I thought I got booted out. I was like, then? damn, I done run the show over. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's like, he thought I was like some producer, music producer, or some, you know, movie, somebody looking to produce the project. I was like, I'm far from it, guy. <laughs> but he ended up having auditions for London and James. So I went down and auditioned for uh, Detective for his project. And we went in there and we did the read and then I left and I get a call as I'm getting in my car and he's like, Hey, can you come back in? We want to do some improv. So there you go. Improv is important. (laughs) And I came back and we did the improv and apparently he felt I nailed it, but he didn't want to say anything there. He's like, you know, I wanted to tell you, you are the guy, but I couldn't say that right there at the, at the time. And, uh, but he said to, one of the reasons why I got it was how I said the word dead because of my, <laughs> the slight change in sound, you know, he's what like, I love the word? way that words, huh? What is it? D E A D. Yeah. I said, I want them dead. It's got a little quirl on it. Okay, yeah. A little yeah. bit of different, a little different sound. And he said, that's kind of like what got you to part that and you know, whatever else. I brought to the table that day, but just that word was like, that's gotta be it. So that can, that kind of, that was like a really good supporting slash lead role. And that was like the first really beefy part I had in a project. 
And uh, so, you know, and we went from there. Then I went to those guys when I went to do my movie. So. So we're about to get into a segment right now. Yes. And the segment is called If Teresa Was Here, This Is What She Would Ask You. Uh oh. Because I, I had to hit Teresa up because again, that's the way that we met. And I know that yeah. you've done some tremendous work with her. So I hit Teresa yesterday and I said, Okay, we've got Thomas coming on the show. What would be some great stuff to ask? And I was only expecting a question or two. I wasn't expecting like a whole freaking monologue. But so so if I get any of these wrong, am I in trouble? <laughs> no, you're not you're not in trouble at all. <laughs> Okay, so her first question was, how was it becoming a director as opposed to being an actor for all of these years? I, it's actually kind of nice because now you get to do your what you see versus what other people see. So as an actor, you're, you're portraying other people's visions. As a director, you get to create your own vision. Nice. Oh, and uh, Richard Burton... Yes, I said that uh, he would like to see if you would be interested in a future project. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but coming hey. from Richard, um, I know that it's a very legitimate question. And okay. I don't know if you guys are. I don't know. Do you guys know each other personally? I know. You don't I know Richard? I believe so. so now I'm so horrible as, with names. If I met you one time, okay. I'll probably forget so, your name. So as, I, so as I said earlier, uh, Richard played Shamrock on The Wire. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So if there's any way that I can connect you guys, I will definitely yeah. do it. But absolutely. like Richard has Richard has a lot going on. Yeah, he said he never met you. He said he's never met you. No. Nah. So, yeah, I mean... I got all, you. I, I will make the connection make happen. Make the connect. Yep. I will make the connection make happen. The connect. And, yeah, and and you two guys, like Richard, you know, he he's a, he's a great actor. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think he gets credit enough for the role that he played on The Wire. Right. Um, but he was a a major part of the show. But he's also an amazing freaking musician. I've known Richard since 1984. Walbrook High School. Walbrook High School. Yes, yes, and he is a he is an international music global. Celebrity. Global, yes, like, recording okay. recording artist. I, I almost wanted to say house music, but I, Richard doesn't just do house music. Like Richard, oh, does, oh, no, yeah, Richard does, <laughs> and uh, there you go, Walbrook for life. Walbrook, <laughs> I've been through Walbrook several times. Hey, I can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my yeah. Hey, <laughs> class of '87, bro. Um, but no, nah, Richard. First, first of all, before all of the the acting and the music and all that stuff, Richard's just a great freaking dude. That's cool. And, um, you know, and um, you know, he's he's worked at City Hall and like he's a he's an icon in the city. And um, nice. like if he's reaching out to work, then I'll do whatever I have to do to make you, you know, no, that's connect cool. You guys. I, yeah, that's yeah. Several hey, I love meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. I love and and when and when he's on, he does an amazing Teddy Pendergrass. Like that dude sounds like Teddy Pendergrass, like it's nice, like it's nothing. But okay. Um. So the next question is, what is your favorite type of character that you've ever played? Because you portrayed so many. Uh honestly, any bad guy role. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, an, oh, that's funny. I hate to I hate to say that, but. 
as a bad guy, it's so much more fun and you got so much more to play with. You know, when, when you have to be the good guy, you kind of have to be that straight lace, follow that kind of straight. I was a bad guy. That thing can just go any direction. And now that you're saying it that way, I can kind of see it. See, I've only known you as like the detective and the police and, but yeah, I can, I can, I can see you playing. Uh, I could, I could see okay. you playing. I could see him playing the Greek on the Wire. <laughs> and if you're a Wire fan, then you understand what I'm, what I'm talking about when I say yes. the Greek. I could see you playing the Greek. And and Richard, while you're here, if you agree with me, tell me. I could definitely see him playing that 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 role as the Greek or one of the people underneath of him. That was, and he, and he agrees. He said, yup. There you agrees. go. That was what, season two, wasn't it? Um, is that season two with the ports? That was season two with the ports. It was actually season two and part of season three yes. where they were at the yep. ports. Yep. I could see you being that guy that, you know, just sits and drinks out of that little He's cafe. sitting in that little cafe in place. Little cafe down 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 on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And even, and even my man, Vincent, my man, Vincent agrees. That's what <laughs> I had in mind. mind. <laughs> Vincent and, and Vincent says, yeah. Oh, Vance. I'm sorry. I said Vincent, but the yeah, Vance. Yeah, bro. You could have. Hey, man. They hey, HBO hey. missed out. Yeah, HBO missed out. <laughs> hey, the wire is okay. still one of my uh, bro. I wa- I told you I watch at least one episode a day. I found I, the app. I have a I, fire stick. I have an app called Glory TV. Okay. They have 24/7 TV channels, and one of the one of the channels is The Wire. Oh, and man. I promise I you, I watch at least one episode of The Wire a day. I promise I you. Pull that up. When I was working third shift, I used to come home and on my nights off because Wire would come on like Thursday night or something like that at ten o'clock. Mm. I get off Thursday morning. I come home to whatever yeah. I had to do. I take a nap, wake back up, and I watch The Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, and and you know, and and I'm gonna just harp on that for a few minutes, man, because you know it um it it, it kind of became that symbol of Baltimore, like you said. Right. Everybody started asking, is that what you know, is that what it's like really there? And of course it became my premise for Baltimore Flavor Radio, which was my original show, because I wanted to show people no, well, yes, it's like that, but and that right. little you know, in that little corner of West Baltimore, we have, you know, all of that going on. Oh, but yeah. when I look at the um the acting pool that came out of the wire, it's amazing. Um, with Trey Cheney, with Richard Burton, with Wood Harris, mm-hmm. with you know J.D. Williams, with Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, Omar. Yeah. You know, um, bro, that was just absolutely amazing. Like we. That show was so far ahead of its time, yet it captured so much of Baltimore at that time and before. Yes, and and that's what a lot of people miss. They see The Wire, but they don't realize a lot of what was The Wire was a reflection on what was happening in Baltimore at the time. So your whole Amsterdam, if you remember Smoke, yes, Amsterdam, Smoke wanted to legalize drugs, (laughs) and he couldn't push it through. Yep, but Amsterdam shows up on The Wire. That's that was smoke right there, uh, Sir Caddy or whatever his name was. That was I did not I did not know that that was that was Bunny Colvin that yeah. that was Bunny Colvin. I did not know that Smoke wanted to do that though. Yeah, I think he had something to yeah, do with it. Wow. And you look at um, you look at uh, Sir Caddy on there. That was O'Malley. 
Mm-hmm. That was dead Carcetti. right to O'Malley. Car- yeah, Carcetti. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely that was dead O'Malley. O'Malley. You know, <laughs> yeah. come in, be a mayor, and then roll to governor. That's what O'Malley did. Two years rolled yeah. out. Man, don't know? get me don't get me started on the wire, bro. This could, this show could go for another three hours if we start oh, yeah. talking. About the wire. I mean, I love the show. <laughs> I love the show, you know. And okay, so, I was working in Baltimore at the time. I worked when I, like I said, the job I left, I worked 35 years in southwest Baltimore as a diesel tech. Yeah. So I was doing road calls all over Baltimore City in the middle of the night, too. Wow. But I love Baltimore because there's mm. you never know what to expect. Ever. That's what I Ever. loved about it. Always, I always told my wife, I said, "There's always something going on, and that's what makes it so great." Yeah, and and even in, and even in this time in 2023, where it's still okay. So, like the narrative since the new year has started, there's so many young people getting shot, murdered, right. killed, whatever, 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 whatever. Um, there's always been that negative shadow that mm-hmm. hangs over. But when you look inside that shadow, there's so much beauty in this freaking city. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no place. Like, I'm talking from a biased standpoint because I've been here all of my life. But I just, I've been around, and especially since I've been doing radio and now in this podcast, Mm -hmm. I've met enough people to know that there's so much, there's so much positive in this city that it's just, it's just a shame that, the people outside of here only know or only see the negative part. Well, and you know? and that's the news, though. Like we only yeah, see negative in news. New York, too. You know, we couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't get Geraldo Rivera down on North and Pennsylvania, and so you know we rioted after you know. Yeah, now nah, you're not going to get that. Right, but now nah, it's it's a great city overall. So. Wow. So Richard sees you as a detective on his trail when he gets out of the penitentiary. That's the best part of not getting killed up. Richard, I have no part, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro, but I definitely will connect you with Thomas. So y'all yeah, absolutely. That. Absolutely. That's intriguing. <laughs> That's intriguing. Hey, Thomas, another detective role. Another hey, detective is what it, You know, people ask me about being typecast, and I'm like, you know, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have work. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have work at all. Okay, so another Teresa Davis segment question. Yes. Your movie Penance. Mm-hmm. What did you walk away feeling after you viewed it in theater for the first time? When I saw it in the theater for the first time, I was like, holy crap, we actually got that done. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we filmed through the pandemic. So when everybody was shutting down, we were filming. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is we filmed and nobody got COVID. That was amazing because we filmed right through uh, April of 21 through June of 21. Wow. And COVID hit and, you know, everybody started freaking out come the yeah. end of 2020, beginning of 2021. In fact, I think I had COVID around that time. So, <laughs> so we filmed through it and uh, we got it done. The only thing that took us a long time was to get a courtroom and I needed a diner, but we ended up. I found some place that was actually better. Like I said earlier, sometimes you just don't know down the road and you realize why we couldn't get the diner. I couldn't understand why I couldn't get a diner. We found this other place and it was better than what I expected. So, but hmm. seeing it on the film, I was, you know, in the movies first time, I was, I was just amazed that that was something I actually put together. How, how can we, and all. 
How can we find penance? Is that available somewhere? It is not available yet. I'm trying to get oh. it into film, the film festivals, which that's what's hurt me right now. Finances, putting it through film. Everybody's okay. gonna say, but yeah. film festivals aren't that expensive. But you know, they are. I they just are. don't have you know eighty five dollars yeah. here and a hundred dollars there and fifty dollars there to throw around. You know, I took a bath on that project because I financed the whole thing myself. And anybody in investments will tell you never invest your own money in anything. <laughs> but I wanted to make a movie. That was see, when I said, you just don't know, you don't know. So mm -hmm. I came in and one day I said, you know what? I got an idea. I want to make a freaking movie. So I said, wrote the idea down. That's when I called Jay and Edwin. Said, hey, got an idea. We met for lunch, and this is where so, you got to play hard <clears throat> for anybody in the business. We met for lunch, and I said, look, I brought you guys here because I got an idea. I'm going to pitch to you. I need writer, videographer, you know, the whole deal. I need to know if you guys are going to be in on this or not. I gave him the idea, and I said, look, here's the deal. You can either be in with me or I'll find somebody else. That's the end result. It's your choice. Yeah. And they looked at each other and said, yeah, we like it. We'll do it. I didn't have nowhere else to go. <laughs> so let's, let's back up a little bit because you said yeah. you don't have $85 here. You don't have, you know, extra amounts of yes. money here. Is that what it takes to get it into the, the various film festivals? Each film festival has its different costs. And okay. then, you know, someone want a promo package, all that kind of stuff. So right now with when I left my job, my income went from way up here to, hey, we're we're just getting, you know, we're paying the bills. We're not out on the street, but you know, you just learn to live with what you, you know, what you can live without, which I don't have a problem with that because mental and physical health is much better than a paycheck. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for all these people but, that like their, but, what, but, but with that, with that being said, yes. Uh, let us know or let me know. Mm -hmm. The next time that you try to get that project into a festival. And we will see what we can do to help the situation. All right. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm, you know, I'm putting point. money aside, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, ultimately, it's going to get, it'll be released by the end of the year. Okay. okay. I'll release it by the end of the year, yeah. whether it be uh, Netflix, whatever, whatever I can push it to. Uh, okay. Amazon Prime, definitely. Tubi, definitely. Yeah, I was going to say. So. I, I was gonna say we we can record this show and put it on Tubi. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no disrespect yeah, to Tubi, but yeah, like it, like there's definitely some platforms I, I think that are out there that you can get it out. And once you yeah. get it, once you get it out to you know just to get the eyes on it, then mm -hmm. you never know where it might go from there. Right. It's That's that was the whole idea of the film festival is to try and maybe pick up some yeah. distribution. Yeah. But you know I can still go the digital route yeah now now this is a this is a, a question that i'm interested in the answer she says so the role you the role that you portray mm -hmm. in kicking indoors as a meth dealer yes a meth dealer now yeah he, look at him y'all he's not a meth dealer. it could be, it could be. Oh where did God. you pull where did you pull from to play such a character <sighs> Thomas, Thomas, I, Thomas, Thomas. You know, that's one of those things where being a bad guy is so much fun. 
So to beat a meth dealer, I had to come in with the clothes. So I brought a whole bunch of different stuff for her to look at. I ended up in my coveralls with no T-shirt and a flannel hanging open, tucked it, you know, in the coveralls and a ball cap that says America on it. Mm-hmm. Not even America, just said America on there. America. You know, trucker style hat. <laughs> and uh, she dirtied my face all up and everything and got me looking kind of kind of nasty and then it was just game on from there is i had a great great partner and uh she goes by the name lisa michelle she's an amazing lady she was Can't playing imagine. my girlfriend in there and uh we just played off each other the whole time she just kind of would insult me and i'd just be nasty back to her and Teresa gave me certain lines i needed to say and the rest was like just keep rolling with it so it was, you know, to pull from it, it was basically like being an a-hole cop kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, so this next question, uh, mm-hmm. Teresa, and I tried to get her to be on the show tonight, but she has something, uh, previous engagement. She's always busy. This, this next question, she says, being as though you're casted for a numerous amount of predominantly black independent films. Yes. What are some of the pros and cons for you being as though you are a Caucasian, if any? Well, that's a tough question because... Yo, yo, Tom got his black card. He's not I was going to say, because I'm known as Brother Tom on most sets. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't get called the white guy. At all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I told him I've had my black card since 1975 and my dad asked me what that meant i said that's when you put me in public school dad <laughs> hey i said that's when i went from catholic school to public school and the real world opened up for me right then and there so but, hey uh, Teresa davis is on hey shout out she? Teresa. she's on she's here yeah what's up td why you ask me all these hard questions <laughs> so, anyway as far as being I don't I don't really look at it that way. I mean, it's just people. We just showing up. Yeah. And having you know, it's a project. Yeah. I don't care who's on it. Yeah. It don't matter to me. You know, it's a project. If I like it, I'm gonna be there. If I don't like it, it's not something I'm gonna do. You know? Um so yeah, I actually had that question asked to me at a uh uh audition one time. They were reading my my uh I can't even think of the word now. Bio. Resume. There you go. Resume. Lost the word for me. Portfolio. And uh, they were reading the resume and they said, well, it seems like you work predominantly with all black cats. How do you feel about it? And I said, well, you know, somebody got to be the token white guy once in a while. And that's when the casting director said, hey, I've been the token black lady in my job on occasion too. I got you. <laughs> It happens, so, man. So, it, what's it, your your exit? What's your what's your biggest goal? Your dream come true? My dream. Some people want like houses and cars and all that stuff. All I've mm. ever wanted, as long as I've been working, is to know that I can just take a trip when I want and the bills are paid. That's it. I don't need giant houses, fifteen cars. I don't need anybody who puts a million five on a car is just stupid. Stupid, exactly. Thank because you. Say it again. Five, Say it that again. car's not doing anything. Bird man. Five Say it again. Bird man. 
somewhere else. Yeah. So how did you get it? Like you got a, in your dream world, you, you had an acting thing that got you to have that kind of money. Or whatever job paid the most at the time. Or as an actor, what is your mm-hmm. your top? As an actor, I would just just like to be busy, stay busy, get paid okay. for my work, and stay That's busy. Enough. Know that I'm I I can actually make a living doing it. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I'm not there yet. I got a ways yeah. to go. But and that's the thing. And and I I hate to keep bringing up characters from The Wire, but that's just kind of like as you know from baltimore but that's the thing that i love about trey cheney like if you follow him on all of his social mm-hmm. media like he's actually like the independent movie king right now you know yes. like he's conquering you know his movies pop up on tubi his movies pop up on amazon prime his movies pop up wherever yeah. and you know he's had like bounce tv he's had like mm-hmm. you know he was on the last the uh what was the last show that we did here um we own the streets you know, no, we understand all rolling there, but like he's constantly just, you know, he he doesn't have a a Denzel Washington, you know. Now right. you gotta pay me twenty million dollars, you know. But he sure. just when you have that consistency and you just keep working, yeah. you know, I, I I love that. I love that just as much, if not more, than the okay. I've I've landed that major role. Now you gotta pay, you know, X amount of dollars to come see me, right? know kind of situation i mean at the same time i looked at it years ago i always thought you know before i got into acting just when i was doing doing stuff and i always like i always thought about uh you know cheers the show cheers and the theme song where everybody knows your name that's all i ever wanted to do just just be known for what i do i don't need to make a million dollars doing it just people appreciate what i do and be known for it that's all so 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 thomas let me ask you this so yes. you've kind of you've gotten your feet wet with the directing thing like is that mm-hmm. something that you kind of want to continue to do um i don't know i mean producing definitely i have some projects mm-hmm. that i have ideas on paper they're not written yet um okay. i love to do just my comedy is like I like comedy and the stuff. Oh, I, see? oh okay. Now you done. No, hold up, hold up, stop, stop. Uh-oh. You done something in on me. I ain't know about the comedy part, bro. Talk a little bit about that. The comedy I write when I talk to some people, they think it's going to get them blackballed from the business because it's <laughs> Dave Chappelle Saturday Night Live type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So I just do like little skits and stuff like that. I just write down the ideas and a lot of it would have to be ad-libbed or something like that. Okay. But they're like, no, nah, we ain't filming that. <laughs> I'm like, why not? Like, yeah. I don't know if, have you ever seen, I do a character chip. He hadn't been around for a while. He's on my Instagram. No, no. Okay. So no. that came about during the pandemic along with a lot of other stupid stuff I did. on uh, instagram during the pandemic like i wrote i wrote a little little skit that's on on ig um it's called instead of ancestry.com it's called ancestry.com oh wow (laughs) so i play both characters i play the guy and the girl now you just woke nina up right there (laughs) so i played a brother and a sister and yes of course we're married you know 
Wow. It's just a little like it's like a just little two minute like skit, and it's got the uh, banjos playing in the background, you know. And so I do a lot of stupid. I was doing a lot of stupid stuff like that during the pandemic, and Chip kind of carried over. Okay. And that came about from. You ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, the movie? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you know his brother Kip, yes. right? Yes. Well, I was playing around, hadn't shaved in a while, so I shaved everything but the mustache, parted the hair over, and put glasses on. Gosh. I was like, it's Kip 30 years later. And so I started, so I posted that with a thing on there. It said, looking, Kip, you know, it said Chip looking for his LaFonda. And so I got hit up by a girl that was starting some comedy out in St. Louis, the friend of Jay's. And uh, we started doing a little thing on Instagram live where she was like my girlfriend. She was my LaFonda long distance. And she would enlighten me to black culture and dating a black woman. So I would ask stupid questions and she would. (laughs) <laughs> so you know we hit on like the cookouts and like one of the big things was like so if you bring me to the cookout does that mean i'm accepted she's like no you have to be invited by the family to be accepted you're just there with me you know <laughs> so you know and then it it became we couldn't keep our timetable synced, so it kind of phased out so i just started doing chip like promoting stuff and you know people's projects coming up and do stuff for holidays or whatever. And then he fell to the wayside for a while. I got to get back to it. Everybody keeps asking me what happened to Chip. So, so is that's something that, my Instagram. So, it, but I mean, is that something that you might consider, you know? We, we were looking to do a, I've talked to a couple people. We just haven't been able to get timelines together. We wanted to do, during penance, they filmed the skit in the back office while we were finishing up and uh, it's called ghetto ass news because we had a news set set up and it was, it looked like a sports center commercial. It was hilarious. Okay. And uh, I said, you know, we could do a whole thing on ghetto ass news where Cherie could be the floor director and she could just have meltdowns in the middle of everything. Every, she just starts having a meltdown. And the camera just pans to her, and she's having a meltdown on the side there. And Jay would be the camera guy, and then we had the one guy would be the announcer. And then Chip would be your man on the street. And he'd be going out into some of the worst neighborhoods. We'd have to use actors because stuff Chip would be asking would probably get him killed. You know, like, you know, Chip <laughs> would be like, oh, wow, check out your tattoos. Did you get them in prison and stuff like Chip, that? You know, Chip sounds <laughs> like black. Sip sounds like Black Tony on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. <laughs> but then Chip's voice evolved and became more of a Midwest sound. So now Chip is yeah. now like, wow, guys, check out those tattoos. They're really cool. Did, did, did you, like, do them yourself? And wow, so that's kind of like where he's evolved to now. Gotcha. And uh, so Chip pops oh, up over here. Now. So hold up. Hold up real quick, Thomas, because I don't think you knew that you had groupies. Uh oh. Yeah, so we have some groupies that have asked to chime into the show. So I'm gonna bring one yes. of them. Hey, one of the on. Teresa Davis. What's up, Teresa? Um, Teresa, you're live. <laughs> this ain't the time to get quiet. Teresa, <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, TD Productions. This not. She... 
She's she trying to figure this microphone situation out. See, this is what happened when I hit people up last minute and say, hey, hop on. Oh, there you go. Teresa. 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 Microphone so, checker. While she's quiet, microphone before she grills me on One, something two, else. Checker. Teresa, can you hear us? I, I want to say something about Teresa. Say well, while she's while she's getting while right, she's quiet, and so she can't can't get me on this. Absolutely. Somebody worked with Teresa <laughs> the other day on her kicking indoors, and she was talking about how sweet she was. I told her I said Teresa is genuine from the heart. She's that amazing, Man. and you know he's trying it again. I think, yeah, but. She will. I'll see it when I she will pops. tell you how great she was. When I did my film Penance, I needed to put a crew together for our raid scene, and she brought it. She brought the crew with the equipment. And oh, because that's because, hold up, because Teresa has battery rams. Yeah. She has M16. Yeah, she has the SWAT team. <laughs> she has the entire yeah. uniforms and everything. She has all of it. She came out with a couple, she came out with Leonard. I said, you got to bring Leonard. You got to bring my man. Kang's got to come out there. Teresa came out. James Pope came out. Oh, yeah. Shout out to James. And then, you know, uh, Ramel Ramalis? Ramel. <laughs> I can never get his name. Ramel Morales. You know Ramel? No, I don't know Ramel. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there for Ramel. He's got a movie. It's gonna, it's it's hilarious. It's going to be a great movie. It's a comedy action police type thing it's called miscalculated it is coming okay. out august uh april 8th old greenbelt oh, wow. okay you gotta see that that's okay. that's an amazing project teresa teresa, Davis. teresa. Hey, what's hey. up baby ah, we got teresa. <laughs> come on they ain't want me to come on did they look at that how y'all doing the oh, devil is a liar welcome welcome the hey Teresa, a... what's the first thing you ever asked me when we met? Who? Oh, I know what it was. You like black girls? Like... <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> he asked me how I met you. I said on the yeah. set. And that was the first thing she said to me. Yep. And I remember. I can't believe you remember that. You turned a little red too. You know that, right? I did. Ah. I was that. That's a little bit red, a little pinkish. Thomas said, "Black women, that's nothing." Yeah, how no. y'all doing? We're doing great. How are you, sis? I gotta rewind this, guys. Y'all having a good time? No, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, um, as we said earlier in the show, like I actually met Thomas on one of your production sets. Good guy. Um, and always like didn't know didn't know the history, didn't know the story behind, but. For some reason, like just always wanted to talk to him and get to know his story. Mm -hmm. And when I had the opportunity, and and we've been trying to do this for a minute now, but you know, finally got him here. Yeah. But it's like you can't, I can't have Thomas here, and that's why I hit you up with the questions. I was like, oh. yo, I can't, you know, I can't have Thomas on the show mm -hmm. and not, you know, get some behind the scenes because you know Thomas way better than I do. Mm -hmm. And he's been nailing your he's been nailing the answers to your questions, by the way. So yeah. Full of information. Full of it, huh? Yep, we learned nailing. a lot of stuff tonight. Yeah. He's an extraordinary actor. 
you know what I like most about Tom, but I got to tell him why I can give him his flowers. When he comes on set, I caught that part. He brings a pleather. He has a handful of things. You like this? You like that? What about if I wear this? You don't get that much. I love that. Mm. That's going to make him go far. He's going to go far. Mm. And Penis? Mm. You guys got to see Penis. We waiting on y'all, huh? We're hoping to. Yeah, we're hoping to. Like, I'm, okay. I'm trying to see if it's a behind-the-scenes link that I can, you know, type up. and you know. Great film. Great film. Shout out to Ty. No, shout out to um uh, Jay Sites. Shout out to uh what's the other one? Uh, um, Edwin. Edwin, the filmmaker. Oh, mm -hmm. shout, that was a great harmony. All three of you guys working together, of course. It was yeah. awesome. And watching you be the, the director behind the scenes. I was like smitten just watching him work. Oh, man. People think he a cop when he put his cop clothes on. He had that look. It's just so I can yeah. go on about <laughs> Me, Yeah, I see it. I can see it. But so Teresa, like what like what was it like first impression, second impression wise that you saw in Thomas that made you want to bring him into like all of the work that you did? Anything doing? to put him in anything, put him everywhere. Like that hot sauce. Put that put that on everything. I put that shit on everything. <laughs> Thomas, anything. He I mean he can be a Sicilian. He did that in Project He Bought him well if he told you that. Um he can be an Italian. He he has this. He can change. Yeah, she put the accent right there. He can be an Italian. <laughs> he can be a lot of things. But when I first met him, was on I think it was Silk White set. Yeah, and I was like, said. this guy is powerful. Like even with his hair, if this scene called for him changing his hair, he's changing it. He removes himself to be the character. And that's why I wanted to be a part of his movie, Penis. I knew that was going to be a great film. I knew it because he's he's calculating how he moves. He thinks about, he's very methodical. He thinks about everything that he's doing before he does it. If there's a scene, he's going to delve in. <clears throat> I know one day he came, he had on a badge. And I was like, is he really, um, I think he was, uh, he came to be the corner in my other film. I haven't released that yet. And I yeah. was like, is he, is he really? He's like, no, I made this for you, Teresa. I mean, he comes with his own props, okay? He comes yep. with his own props, and you be like, "Okay, why do you have that?" So let me. So Thomas, real quick. Yeah. Um, when I posted the flyer and I said that you were going to be on the show, one of the first people that reacted was Tacola Durham. Mm -hmm. What is your relationship and connection with Tacola? Tacola is amazing. She actually yes, she, she auditioned for Penance. That's how I met her. Okay. Wow. And she blew the audition away. So of course we gave her the part and it's, she's just been wonderful to work with. And she kind of like, you know, like the rest of you guys family, you know, yeah. we've grown to work together, work, work on a lot of stuff. And, you know, so it's, it's all like family now, you know, great thing about you. When Thomas is a part of something, even if he isn't, I know you noticed that. You guys noticed that, right? He's sharing it. Never mm -hmm. seen anything like it. No. So, yeah. So Tercola actually, um, after Penance, she went ahead and wrote her own project. Mm -hmm. Wow. Called "Strip from Insanity." Strip from insanity. I went oh, to the yeah. premiere. I yeah. went to the premiere down at the uh, the, the the theaters on Nursery Road. Yes. Absolutely amazing project. Amazing mm -hmm. project. 
Yes. Yeah. That was that was I was not expecting what I saw. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I did not expect that. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But and and to know that that's based on her life mm-hmm. is what's really amazing. So mm-hmm. I think I I can't speak for her, but I think that's a healing moment for her mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. It's a tough movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, to to expose yourself to so many people. Because a lot of people don't want to talk about that stuff. They don't want other people to know, you know. And you know, it's just like anything stuff behind the scenes. You don't want people to know. You don't, you know, if you're an abused woman or husband or something, you don't want your you don't want your friends right. knowing that. And, well, and I, I had beat a, up. I want you to know I got beat up. I almost killed somebody. No, I'm not. I actually I actually had Tacola on the show probably <laughs> about two weeks before the premiere. Okay. Wow. And so in talking to her about the story mm-hmm. i got some things but then to sit there and watch it play out on screen i was like yo this is i saw that interview that was a great interview this, is, this is yeah she like she's great. amazing she's yes. amazing salute to her for yeah putting that out yeah. there but i didn't know that you guys had worked together so when yeah. I posted it and she was like, oh, Thomas is the greatest thing since life's <laughs> like, Oh, so I didn't know that you guys had that connection. Nice. Yeah, so she actually has a film Feathers coming out too. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. so I play the lawyer in that one. I play okay. a lawyer. Wow, boom. That's that's. You also circle. have, a, Tom has another um, role coming up too. He has a role in Affiliated that I'm working on. He plays, uh, um, I think he plays like a hall monitor. Remember yeah. that you, you actually nabbed that um audition, so yeah. Okay, I'm just waiting to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a question. Can I ask him a question? You can I mean we asked the other 17 questions that you asked, but sure, you can go ahead and ask right. one more before we get out of here. I wonder what does it feel like? Um, you know, the nursery road, uh the hoods it, it closed down. Yes, it and, closed. And that was the last movie. What did that feel like? Yes, history. What did it feel like for you? <sighs> Well, the last movie that was in there was uh, somebody had one in there that Sunday night mm-hmm. before it closed. Nino, I don't know what it was, but just to know it's closed, kind of that's kind of a bummer because I know there it was a great place because the midpoint between DC and Baltimore. So when you have right. a cast that's from both sides, you can meet in that middle. So now mm. you got to go to like everybody's now using old Green Belt Theater or um, the senator, the senator, which that's tough parking down there. You know, it is. I've oh, had oh three shows gosh. there. I know. Oh, it, oh, know when, I went there for, when I went there for Miss Odessa Rose's joint, I was in, I think I, I think I parked like 17 blocks away and it was raining. I, all night. I was Look. like, ah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't like parking in Baltimore after I got my car towed one day. So. I bet. <laughs> Dude, they towed that in under Uber. a minute. Uber. Uber. I was out of the car across the street. It was in a parking lot. Across the street, came back. I was going five minutes, but they towed the car. The timestamp on his paperwork and the timestamp of the picture I took from him inside my car when I was doing location scouting mm-hmm. was one minute difference. Mm. That's how fast he snatched the car out of the parking lot. It'll take long. And all the lady had to say was, "Well, you left the parking lot." I'm like, "Who's to say some kid didn't get hit on the street?" And I went to help him, but you left the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, 
So I drive Lyft. So for all of you people that need transportation services during these different events, you know. Just yeah, where were you? And that was location <laughs> scouting from <laughs> You know, I drove, I drove Uber for a year. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. It's absolutely amazing. I don't, I don't, I mean, I hear horror stories about, you know, stuff that happens, but. I had none. The, so the first night that I started driving Lyft was the day that the Patriots and the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. That was my very first day driving Lyft. So we're talking six years. Okay. I've, I've met some great people. I've I met did. some amazing. It's, it's been, it's been great. It's been great. I, had, I created a show. It was called the Celebrity Uber Girl. And people from all walks of life got in my car from the, from out the airport. I would I would record them and we just had a show. And Yo, I, I need if you that. have if you want to do if you ever want to do the celebrity or the lift man, just let me know. Uh, I'm available <laughs> at no charge. At no charge. Your, but you should ask, no your, ask your clients, hey, you guys want to be on my show? And a lot of them will say, yeah, just turn your camera on and just talk with them. That's how you do it. There you go. It was so much fun. All right, Teresa. Um, before we get out of here, because I don't, I don't want to keep Thomas all night. Um, I'm going to give you one more chance to give the closing question. Well, the semi-closing question, because I'm going to ask him something after you, but one more question for Thomas before we get out of here. But this Tom, two hours has gone fast, man. Jeez. Oh, wow. It was two hours. I'm glad I got on yeah. here, guys. Uh, flies when you're having fun. Wow. What's your co-host name? What, what's, the, what's the young lady name? What That's Nina, the original Nina. party girl. Your it's official like you. celebration tech. Technician. Almost, almost, almost. It's almost. very nice meeting you, Nina. Okay. Y'all don't Finally. know each other? No. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her because she had to take a back seat while I keep yapping all night. <laughs> oh, hey, look. No, Nina, no, no. Nina, Nina, Nina is actually supposed to be partying at Safari right now, but unfortunately, that is no longer happening. So she just happened to be available for me tonight. And I appreciate her so much. It's my nice God to made this happen. She was my original host or my, yeah, my original host. I hate the word host. She was actually my original host on Access Granite when I started back in 2020. So this okay. is our first time together in almost three years. So, okay. never here. so to wrap it up for you, um, yeah. to wrap it up to, uh, in closing, for me, um, what would be your ideal role if you say, I got the role I always want? Because I know you got that meth role. That was like really different. But what would be your ideal role? He wants to be in a biopic for Antoine Grant. Yes. He did? And for Antoine <laughs> What would be the ideal role? Mm -hmm. Oh. Ouch. I never thought of mm. any. Like, what's an ideal role? I, you know, as much as I play, play like a cop or something like that, I would love to be in like a comedy, like a full blown big comedy, you know, SNL type stuff, you know? Yeah. Cause be, you're funny. Yeah. You're funny. You do a lot. That of would be stuff. great. I would enjoy something like that, but I mean, there's no real, I mean, every time I audition, I'm thinking, man, that'd be a great role, you know? So, <laughs> so so let me let me intervene real quick because as Teresa answered that question and you were kind of going through that answer, I mm -hmm. said Thomas would have been perfect in Step Brothers. Oh, what? I never saw it. You never seen Step Brothers? What? what was it the three white boys? 
Oh no, that's Will Ferrell and what's his name? Right. It's two. Oh, it's two. I can't think of the other. Thomas, guy. you would have been perfect in that movie, bro. You would have. Because he got perfect. he got some comedy. Uh, what's the guy when you call yourself the black guy? When you, when you call yourself a uh, brother? Uh, what's that? What's that comedy thing you do? Brother something you call yourself? Wait a minute. I mean, they call me brother Tom. Brother Tom. Yeah. Brother Tom. Is that what you talking? Oh, yeah, brother yeah. Tom. That's what I'm right. doing on sets. Yeah, comedic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set some brother Tom. It's very funny. Wow. But you don't have like an ultimate role or like an ultimate person that you would love to work with in the future? No. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, I I can tell you, <laughs> I went to a premiere for somebody. They, they're a decent name, you know, that I knew. And, you know, I'd only met. And, uh, Went to the premiere and he's like, Hey, did you want to get a picture with me? And I'm like, Nah, I'm good. Oops. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I had to no. later. I said, Look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kind of act like, you know, make it sound that bad. I said, I usually, I said, when we work together, we'll get a picture together. I usually take pictures with people I work with. I haven't worked with you yet. So therefore, I don't take the pictures. So you don't take, okay. Yeah, I'm not one who goes around. I don't go to premieres to get pictures with people, or I, I, you know what? We all put our clothes on the same way. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I love. That's why, yo. That's why I mean, I'm do right there, if, bro. If I that's go to a premiere, I go for the project. I go to support, but I don't need my face plastered all. You know, if you want to get a picture with me, sure, I'll do that. But you know, if he come over and said, "Hey, let me get a picture with you," I've been cool. But you know. He was just being polite because he was busy. Everybody's trying to get a picture with him. And he saw me stand there. And I wanted to just tell him I was leaving. And he's like, did you want to get a picture real quick? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And then I realized, man, that sounded so shitty. You know? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so I messaged him. I said, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, it's just I don't do pictures, you know, gotcha. unless, unless you want the picture. I really, it's not something I do, which I don't. Most of the pictures I have, I take from people who've taken the pictures. <laughs> I don't, that's just not, you know, I learned a long time ago and somebody asked Cal Ripken a long time ago, being as he grew up in baseball family, he said, man, I bet you got all kinds of autographs and memorabilia and everything. He said, honestly, I don't really have a lot growing up. He said, cause I always thought a handshake was more important. Mm. Mm. And I'm kind of the same way, you know. Hey, it's great to have autographs. I love autographs, but I get autographs of sports players. Yeah. When it comes to this business, acting and stuff, just being able to work with them is that's all that matters. You know, hey, meet no, I'm not a name drop. I'm not gonna go, yeah, man, so no, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just here to do a job, come in, do it, do it right, go home. That's and it. you do a great job. I love working with you, Tom. I do. Your well, patience is crazy, man. I love well, it. Thomas, if the next time I see you out in public, we're taking a picture together, bro. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like I said, you yeah. asked me for the picture, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care what you say, bro. We're taking a picture together. But no, man. Um, no, I oh, you already know I, I'm dead ass serious. But you know, I, I love that humble spirit because it's me. Like, I'm exactly the same way. Um, like I've I've started trying to take more pictures and and getting more content when i'm out in public just because that's the scope of where we are in this industry as mm -hmm. a whole mm -hmm. you know, um 
you know, like 97% of the stuff that you see when you come on my YouTube channel is the show. So I've learned that I have to start building more content. So, you know, in the midst of, you know, that I have to start taking more pictures or whatever, but like, ah, uh, like, yeah, I just like, ah, like, yo, back off me. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not yeah. a big promoter of what I do, so yeah, that's, that's and, and neither am I. But that's our downfall, Tom. That's that's yeah, probably that's, the reason why we're downfall. not. You know, you got people yeah. posting stuff every day. Yeah. I'm here. I'm there. I'm, I'm trying don't even to know learn. what I've been working on the last couple months. I was I was looking. I was I was looking at Teresa's. Oh my God, Lena, what you got going on? Let's just meet her. I was looking at uh, <laughs> I was looking at Teresa's um YouTube channel earlier, and she has like her grandson coming up giving us stuff for valentine's day and i'm like yo this is the kind of stuff that i need to be capturing oh. but i won't capture that kind of stuff so i'm learning i'm, I'm getting there but um thomas i appreciate you bro this has been fun yeah. man um man yo this has been fun like this is really just to sit back and just hear the stories and you know every, everything that you've you know that you've been putting into this business and you know I, I i love hearing our local our local guys our local people here that's putting in that kind of work you know and and i, I just appreciate you bro and like i said it's been like i met you on one of them sets when mm -hmm. whenever it was and it's been love ever since man and i just appreciate you and and, and thank you man for just always uh, being thomas like you. you've never been anything but thomas since the day that we met and and i sure. think i appreciate that more than anything well, hey, before we go, I just want to throw a couple things out there real quick. I know we've been on here forever, and I can talk right. forever if that's a problem. Two hours, man. Hey, it's my show. We can go till 11 o'clock if you want to. Um, What I want to say was, one, I just want to thank everybody that's helped me get to where I'm at, and there's a million people. I don't want to leave names out, but you guys know who you are. I mean, it's all, you know, there's just been so much help. I couldn't get here by myself. I'm going to tell you that now. Two, this business is about networking also. So if you go on a set, don't be a schmuck and sit in the corner. Meet some people. Introduce mm. yourself. Try and meet some people. Connect she said with them. don't be a schmuck. Don't yeah. be a schmuck. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> then, I love it. <laughs> then penance. Penance. I do want to throw this out there for people who didn't go to the red carpet. This movie has no drugs in it. Is we make Baltimore look bad enough in the movie, but we left the drugs out. It was a great <laughs> movie. It was. But I did the one thing I did do. My whole goal of that project was to keep it all DMV, with the exception of one guy who blew his audition away, and he was willing to come up from North Carolina for no pay to do his part. He's the only person outside of the dmv that's in this project wow so all the actors dmv all the music dmv so that's i want to thank the musicians i want to say a happy uh heavenly birthday to one of my leads from that movie seneca lee mm -hmm. he passed unfortunately he passed uh, a couple days after the last scene of that movie was shot, he was not in that scene. He was in it a month before with the mm -hmm. that we did, and sad, so yeah. his birthday was a couple days ago. And you know, rest in peace. 
Yes, I, I still think about him. Uh, his music is in this project. He wrote a song specifically for it. Yeah. So his song is in the project. Um, I have a Grammy-nominated singer from Baltimore, Carmelita Bartholomew. She sings Ave Maria. Beautifully. She's beautiful, too. Yes, she did an amazing job. We got the acapella version because I couldn't get a sign off from the symphony. That's just too much work. <laughs> Remember Septimius Marlowe? Septimius. Yes, I know him. Yeah, he comes with her. They hang out together. Okay, yeah, because, um, yeah, she does concerts with him. Yeah. So, yeah, she, you know, so we got music. I have a group out of McDaniel College. They just graduated. They, they're like a, a punk rock band. I can't pronounce the name of the band, but they were amazing. They call that band, that band. And, uh, you know, so my goal now, since we got the original party girl on, I've been saving this up, <laughs> is I want to do a music release for the Pennant soundtrack. Nice. Wow. Nice. Nice. Live. Wow. Hey, Nina. Unfortunately. Hey, Nina, it was nothing but God that had you on the show tonight. So, I'm sorry, Tom. Is that what that was? I eat. I got to figure out how to do out. this with no bankroll. Hey, Thomas. She hey, just Thomas. got a picture we're, now. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> yes. Thomas, we'll, we'll figure out how to make that happen, bro. I, I mean, we'll I figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, I would love to do it. My goal is whatever. And to bring your ass back on the camera. Whatever admission is charged. I was fainted. After the bills are paid, the money goes to the artist. As long as I, I, I don't care if I walk away with a dollar in my pocket. As long as the bills are paid and I didn't lose anything, I don't need a profit out of it. The money goes to the artist. That's for them. Let me use their music for the movie. Mm, that's amazing. I salute you for that, bro. I salute you for that. You always so, give it back. I love it. Nina, Nina, we got to figure out a way to make that happen. I figure we each band can run, each band or each group can do do the songs from the movie and one or two more. So like a three to four song set for each crew. I was looking at open air with food trucks so we don't have to deal with alcohol, licensing, nothing like that. You got anything like that in your back pocket, young lady? Oh, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. I don't want to start clicking right. because then I'll be thinking nah, you're and good. we're on this show. Like, think well, about on, that afterward and, and we'll come back around know. in about a month. Right. So permission to hook up. Yes, absolutely. So Access granted. Oh, I was like, yeah, Access so. granted. I just like I said, I want to thank everybody that's helped me get here. That's TD, that's Trey McCain, that's Miss Roz, Tammy Rogers, yeah, Isabel Jackson. Yeah. Um, you know, I work Commodore Independent Films. Um, you know, Silk White, so many people, Derek Darrell Dixon. They get matter of fact, he's got an amazing play, Chosen, that's coming back out, and they're on tour, man. They're like adding cities every couple mm. months adding another city to this project it's amazing you know Tricola and her projects uh, you know That's you name cool. it whatever and a shameless plug I do location scouting and I have a an 05 Impala police cruiser for rent 
with lights in it. Is Tell the people your contact information again. I was going there. Yep. Contact information. My name on Facebook, Thomas Leahy. Thomas Leahy. And he oh, replies to all inboxes. That's simple. And on Instagram, it's TM Leahy Jr. Okay. And why are they reaching out? What are the different reasons why they might feel like they need to contact you? They want to hire me for whatever. <laughs> Okay. Acting gigs, whatever the case may be. Uh, props, uh, just I give free advice. People got questions, I answer for free. I don't, you have care. like I'm, location scouting or something. What did I you do say? location scouting, it, yes. Um, Nina, set, just, set up. Hey, Nina, hey, Nina, all we got to do is holler at Thomas and he'll take care of the rest. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Y'all gotta so, be specific. Or it's, no, it's that, that simple. None of that. You holler at Thomas, we <laughs> will take care of the rest. That's, it's, it's just that. See, we it's can't that. say that, us as women, okay? Because our <laughs> inbox wouldn't be getting the same message. Oh, so wow. I'm just trying to be clear. That's all. No, I got you. I got so you. I do I location you. scouting. I have a police cruiser I rent. Um, like I said, it's 05 Impala. The back end, you can tell it's not in use anymore, that style car. But the sides and front, it's a Chevy. It still looks pretty much legit. I put all lights back in it. So it's got all the controls inside. It's got a good look to it. Oh, Anybody's right. interested, I can send you the, the cost sheet and video of it. And because um, he's doing it, and because he's doing it on our show, we're only taking a point zero 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 percent of the finders. <laughs> And then, of course, like I said, I do. Uh, I'll do some prop work. I'll do some set build work. Some acting. How about reason. that? Did you say I acting do acting also? Acting. Okay. Okay. And well, I'm also sharing that. You know. Yeah. Whatever I'm else. Thing, paid, Antoine. I understand. I'm, okay. I'm just whatever else I can get my hands into. You know. Gotcha. I'll do PA work. I'll do whatever. Uh, all right now. Love it. Okay, so with that being said, yes, Miss Lovely, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Awesome interview. Yep. We would be remiss if we do not shout out my 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 sister, Miss Odessa Rose. Thank yeah. you. For so much, yeah. much, Miss Odessa. Yeah. Miss Odessa got her new book out, Kismic Journey. Yeah. yeah we are. Hey, we already oh, been on that. Man. Stop. We already. Oh. They gotta go check. They gotta go check the show. They gotta go check okay. the show. So no. let me do this real quick. First of all, Thomas Leahy, first and foremost, thank you, bro, for finding it, as we say in the church, for finding it, not robbery. Hang <laughs> out with us. Praise for two you. Hours, for two hours on, on a Monday. That's because I talk well, a I lot. to be sleep. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I don't have a problem doing a two-hour show. It's nothing for me. Teresa Davis. I love y'all. I, I love you like cook food. Um, you and I have some work to do, so we're okay. definitely going to be linking. I I am a person that believes in giving people their flowers while they're here, and for that reason, um, I will be doing a special project upcoming on with Teresa Davis. So be on the lookout for that in the very, very, very near future. Mother Nature cooperating because we need to have some yeah. warm weather for yeah. us to get out there. To make that happen, but I just I just appreciate you so much, Teresa. Um, because you. you reached out to me, you know, gosh, I don't even remember us killing us, like we go way back to that. Way back, you know, and I gotta and, thank and you for being on kicking indoors. You did uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, Come on. I put the hazmat uniform on. Yeah. It was a hundred. It was a hundred and ninety-six point nine degrees inside that uniform. That's how you lost all that weight. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had no weight to lose. <laughs> I ain't having it. It might have been how that might have been it. But he um, was in that suit for a minute too. Yeah. I was in that suit for no an hour. Forget a minute. I was in that suit for an hour. But Teresa, I just Thank appreciate, bro. Like you really represent everything that we're doing here in this city on a positive note. From twelve o'clock boys on up, like you really have just been a positive representation of the city. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you. And, um, again, you know, I'm just in debt because I met Thomas through you. And you know we've been able to build a Big relationship. Yeah, so so thank you for everything that you do. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. And on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm a, I'm a, Thomas. You didn't give your contact information though, did you? Yes, he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you? Okay, I just wanted to make sure that he gave. And I didn't get to say my part from three years ago. Oh heavens! On behalf of Access Granite, we oh, thank you, Thomas, for taking time out of your busy life to stop by and share some time with us. We learned a lot tonight, and we appreciate your enthusiasm and motivation, as well as educating us on what it takes to be an actor. Hey, Teresa, you hey. too. Fiddle Thank chick, I'm glad we got to meet in person, kind of, sort of, after yeah. so long. Continue yeah. success in all of what you're doing. And remember, I'll see you at your next event. Uh, bless you still you, does that. Blessings to you, beautiful. Thank you. Teresa, I will be in, uh, Teresa, I will definitely be in touch. Look, everybody, um, I thank everybody that tuned in tonight. Make sure you continue to follow us on Access Granted the Par stream on our YouTube channel. Um, and all of that, like Facebook and all of the Instagram stuff. Like, if y'all follow us, that's cool. I just I need the YouTube drops. I'm gonna just be honest. Like, follow us on YouTube. Make sure you send it to me. Okay. Yeah. Um. Next week we have comedian Ricky Shackelford, <laughs> ah, okay. legendary, legendary Baltimore comedian. Um, I worked because, with him before too. He probably because, I don't know. He's so old, but I remember. Yeah, yeah. We got uh because they they got their Sanford and Son play coming up. Yeah. With him, I think Howard G is going to be on the show. Yeah, Howard. Uh, Kiss my bumper to all of y'all that don't know Howard G. Yeah, Howard um, G. they will be on the show next week, I man. I'm just looking forward, yes, to chopping it up with them. Um, but I, I truly appreciate, man, everybody that just tunes into this access granted movement. Like, I got so many, I got so much dope content coming up in 2023 outside of just what we do here on the show, mm -hmm. and I just appreciate everybody. Um, and I'm gonna keep pushing the merch. You know, well, I'm glad to see you doing your thing, doing what you love to do. Yeah. You know, we got the signature Long Island iced teas, you know, the dirty half and halves and the drunk and love watermelon version that we have, man. So just I, I man, we have literally Teresa, we have literally Teresa, sold out times. Right now, started, Teresa. Right Teresa, we started this in November. We've sold out six times. Really? I gotta I'm give just, one. I'm just thankful. So yes, just hit me up and let me know when you want yours. I will right give you one on the house because I love you that much. My birthday's I coming. I'm sorry, I want one of them. Right. I now. will give you one on the house because I love you that much. But um, again, I'll man, just my, bring it right now. You don't even. You can't even drink a wine cooler without. Get out of here. 
Um, but she does have on again that amazing Access Granite T-shirt with You're that nice. Access Granite chain with the logo on it. Show the chain. Show the chain. Show the chain. Show the nice. chain. Nice, nice. Yeah. And I again, want people all under there now. Yeah, we don't want people on that. But <laughs> no, nah, man. But really, just um, I'm so appreciative, man. Like I have so much stuff going on in 2023, and just keep keep rocking with me, man. I promise you. Like you, you will not be disappointed with what I have coming up this year. Mm -hmm. I, I it's, it's, your, it's your time. It's your time. I, I, I promise you. And you know, I, I could get into this whole speech, but it's already after nine o'clock. So again, I thank everybody for tuning in. Teresa, thank you for hopping on. I love you like cook food, sis. And we will be in touch. Thomas, I appreciate you, bro. Everything you thank do, you. keep grinding. I will hook you up with Richard Burton. Okay. Good he will get you in that role. That's 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 what I do. That that's what this is all for, just to keep us collaborating. So again, we will see you guys next week, man. Access granted the par stream. We love you. We appreciate you, and we are out. Good night, guys. Good night.